0: Welcome to Export Audio episode 136, I'm Nora. I'm joined by Autumn. I'm Autumn. You're zooming. I'm zooming. Zoom! What what does Autumn say? You were leaning back in your chair and then you zipped right up to the front to to say your name. I did do that. You're right. You've only had one shot
1: of rum. I'm not. I'm playing it up for the camera.
0: There's a fucking camera in (laughs) here? I've got a jar of port, by which I mean a bottle. I've got a bottle. Were we... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about the theming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I had some rum on the last episode with my cup of coffee because I was sleepy. This time I'm just drinking straight up. I'm just doing shots. (laughs) I had a little sip of the port, and then I've got this Kraken black spiced rum, which we really like. This is sort of the rum we usually buy. I used to buy Bacardi more, but I do really like... I really like this Kraken stuff, and so there's what we get more now. I do not remember. Did we drink Kraken on the last one, or did we? I did, Okay, I think. I can't remember, because I knew I put some rum in there, but I can't remember if I put... Well... Bacardi... I like Bacardi. It is a little cheaper, it is a little less good, and so if I was mixing it with something, I might have put the Bacardi in my coffee last time, whereas if I was going to do shots, I would do the Kraken. I have had shots of the Bacardi recently, and it's okay, but I would prefer shots of the Kraken.
0: Or did I do whiskey last time? I don't remember. No, I don't like... I don't... don't. But if you're wondering, it is Autumn's fault that the rum is gone.
1: That's true. I did just, like, drink a bunch for fun the other day.
0: Yeah. I've got port, which is a fortified wine. Mm. I really liked it. I'd never had it before. It's, uh... You typically had with desserts Mm. and, like, after a meal, which we have just had a meal. Um, it's 18%, so it's, like, a little bit stronger than a normal wine. As I understand it, they take a a normal sweet wine, but then they, like, spike it with grape liquor to make it higher in alcohol content without letting it lose the sweetness. So it's very tasty, and it really sneaks up on you. I'm not much of a wine
1: drinker. This is 47%. That's 18%, right? You said? Mm -hmm. Here, let me... I'm gonna have one more sip. I'm not much of a wine drinker, but I do really like the stronger, fruity taste of of this than I get from like most wines. Yes,
0: yeah. This is the stuff that I had at various gatherings over the years. Um, that got us nice and cozily rowdy.
1: The because wine often to me tastes like wine. Mm-hmm.
0: Damn. <laughs> and this tastes like fruits. Does that make sense? This tastes like what wine labels tell you wine tastes like.
1: Because I, I always drink wine and then my mouth feels dry. And it's, it's why I really only drink white wine. Because white wine, I think, has like a smoother taste. Like, I don't really like red wines very much. This this tastes to me like what I always imagined red wine tasted like when I saw would see my mom drinking red wine from a box every night.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anyway, port, get it because we're, uh, any port in this storm, we're, uh, cracking black spice from, we're cracking open this podcast what and, the fuck uh, up?
1: setting anchor at the <clears throat> port of export audio to export.
0: do, <laughs> to do a, uh, Another podcast episode about Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest is a 2006 American fantasy swashbuckler film. Um, Can you just, uh, I need you to confirm. You you go first.
1: I just need you to confirm something. I need the lay of the land. I need to understand where blockbusters were at. And you could click 2005 films. But what I need you to, I just need you to tell me when Revenge of the Sith came out.
0: 2005.
1: This is the same year as Revenge of the Sith.
0: No, I was, it's not. It literally just said it was 2006. Okay. I just said that. This is a year after Revenge of the Sith.
1: What other movies came out in 2006? Uh,
0: Okay, I can just... 2006 in film. Ten, top 10. Number one... Dead Man's Chest, number two, Da Vinci Code, number three, Ice Age, The Meltdown, number four, Casino Royale, number five, Night at the Museum, number six, Cars, number seven, X-Men, The Last Stand, number eight, Mission Impossible 3, number nine, Superman Returns, number ten, Happy Feet, just bangers all the way down. I.
1: This is maybe the beginning of the end for like when movies were good. These are all great movies, except Cars. Cars is bad. People like Casino Royale. I haven't
0: seen it. I haven't seen it, so I'm just assuming that it's good, because it's fourth place. Uh,
1: Casino Royale is the only film here I haven't seen, um, and I don't like any of these movies. I guess I haven't seen Mission Impossible 3. I haven't seen Mission... Have you Om- seen Superman Returns? I think I saw it when it was out, but not since. The I remember, problem
0: with Superman Returns is that the thing I like about that movie is the reason I'm not too keen on going back.
1: Which is... Lex Luthor. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Uh, yeah, okay. It is uh, also a Brian Singer <clears throat> film. Oh, yeah. Brian yeah. Singer had two of the top <clears throat> ten movies in 2006.
0: Uh, I was going to say that um, Lex Luthor was played by... What's his name? Kevin Spacey.
1: Right, because Kevin Spacey is in almost every single Brian Singer film.
0: He's not in X-Men.
1: He's in The Usual Suspects.
0: Don't know what that is. Never seen it.
1: Regardless, uh, Kaiser Soze.
0: What?
1: Don't worry about it. Whatever. It's a good movie. Can't I watched, watch it now.
0: I think it was. It wasn't Ice Age: The Meltdown. What was it? What's the one after that? Collision Course. I think.
1: No, that's the 2016 movie.
0: Um, <clears throat> in the waiting room while you were having your surgery last year. Mm. I think it. Yes, because this one is about Manny and Ellie. Preparing for the upcoming wet marriage between their daughter Peaches and her clumsy good natured fiance Julian. Having only seen two of these films over a decade ago, <clears throat> that is a really weird sentence to hear. So Manny gets a girlfriend. In which film? In this one? No. Meltdown? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. Queen Latifa as Ali, the woolly mammoth, who is under the delusion she is a possum. Oh, right, okay.
1: <laughs> I was mistaken for a moment and had Manny and Sid mixed up, so I was like...
0: Oh, don't worry, Sid also gets gets to become a dad at some point.
1: Yeah, I figured. I just, yeah. Regardless. I remembered Manny getting a girlfriend, I just had him confused with Sid.
0: Happy Feet, I've seen that a bunch of times, because I, yeah. I had little sisters.
1: Everyone's seen Happy um, Feet.
0: X-Men The Last Stand, I remember seeing that and being really into it, but... Night in oh, the Museum cool. is that?
1: a bad movie.
0: Directed by Brent Ratner. Who the fuck is that? He oh, I like thought, a, He I'm looks like an NSYNC reject. I'm pretty, pretty rejections. sure he
1: did the Rush Hour movies. Uh, I thought he did... I thought Brian Singer had also done um, X-Men The Last Down.
0: Uh, he might be, like, producer or something? No. Not involved. I mean,
1: good. Yeah, Brent Ratner did the... Uh, um,
0: Rush Hour... Uh, Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 3. Hercules. Tower Heist. Which one? Oh, the, the Rock Hercules. Yeah. Remember when they put out two Hercules movies in the same year?
1: I do remember that. I remember that happening and thinking it was weird.
0: The other one being Legend of Hercules, starring
1: Not the Rock.
0: Not The Rock. Notably the not The Rock. <laughs> uh Kellen Lutz as the as not as The Rock. As, um...
1: Emmett from Twilight.
0: Yeah. Oh well, he was Poseidon in Immortals. Did you ever see Immortals?
1: I don't remember. I remember... That came out the same day as Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. I remember when this movie came out, and I remember telling my friends, Oh, let's go see it next weekend. I want to watch Skyrim. Or, I want to play <laughs> Skyrim. Yeah, it
0: was, it was 2011. Nobody was watching video games yet. Yeah. I feel... Okay, also, Henry Cavill is... Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill was, um, like, the main guy in this one.
1: What did Henry Cavill do to get on our shit list recently? There was, like... Henry he's Cavill like a, said some, like, uh, fucked up shit, like, in real life. I
0: feel like he was a misogynist or something like that.
2: Well, he
1: has been an avid PC gamer, so there he's, like... Yeah. Uh,
0: of course, it was nothing, like, that got onto his wiki page, it seems like. Yeah, it wasn't, like... I think it's just that he was like a like an asshole and a misogynist. Yes. I think that's what I remember. But I could be I honest. feel like it was either that or like
1: somebody asked him about Gal Gadot's like involvement with the IDF and he's like, I think it's great. That's
0: that's very typical, like Hollywood movie person. Yeah. Yeah. Um God. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Great movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. They get Superman wrong. It, it, it,
1: Zack Snyder's Justice League is a great movie because I let go of my hangups about them getting Superman wrong. It's just a different one. Superman, in my Superman, never in a zillion million years would punch Steppenwolf's like decapitated head
0: through a portal. Mm. However, that technically, su- he punched Steppenwolf. And then Wonder Woman cut his head off. Yeah, my... Superman in my universe would never <clears throat> let that happen. However...
1: Sure. The the movie works. The movie really works. The movie
0: works. It's also, like, foreshadowing for a sequel that will never happen.
1: It's kind of disappointing that that's never going to happen.
0: What's your favorite also, one of those? What's your favorite, like, whether failed or just World's abandoned? End. What? Prior
1: of the Caribbean 3 at World's End?
0: You didn't no. even listen to my premise.
1: I, I knew I could guess where your premise was going.
0: What's your favorite movie that sets up a sequel mm-hmm. that never happens? I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a really
1: good poll for this because, in part, they set up they all the sequel setup is the worst part of the movie. Yeah.
2: That's
1: true. <laughs> all the sequel setup in that movie is terrible. And um So today I was listening to the, a more civilized age episode about Revenge of the Sith, where they reminded me of something our friend Jackson said, which is that you're, you're sort of present for watching the prequel trilogy is that you get the rest of your life to think about the prequel trilogy (laughs) and sort of you're present for watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you like that movie, if you don't like that movie, then whatever, I guess you just don't like it. But if you're like me and you like that movie, you get the present of for the rest of your life. You get to imagine DC movies that don't suck, but you never have to watch them make more DC <laughs> movies because they will make more DC movies and some will suck and some will not suck. Um, I feel that DC movies have a better chance of not sucking because they're, they are seemingly not as interconnected as the Marvel movies do, which I think opens you up to more chances of like, oh, this one just by some fluke. Like Zack Snyder's Justice League being a great movie is a total fluke. I do not think that it's an intentionally good movie. I think it is just... What are you talking about? Uh, Well, well, okay. I think they were trying to make a good movie. I just think that, like... I just think that the system is not built to make good movies.
0: The system is not built for that amount of creative control for such a big brand to be primarily... At least perceived to be in the hands of one person. Yes. That is true. Because these are supposed to be machine. Like, you know, like this is supposed to be like the, like house
1: style.
3: Yes. And
1: so I think the DC stuff, by not being so interconnected, by not having such a strongly, easily identifiable house style, has a better chance of producing like, that one was actually kind of
0: good. Like, I think people like that Birds of Prey movie. The, each section of those movies has its own aesthetic. Yes. Like, the Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey is its own section. And then there's Joker off to the side. looking. I don't know. Kind of bad. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, the Zack Snyder corner. Right. And it's all, like... It's not even like that. The Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad. I don't even think they have the same director, right? No. no. It's just that like we're playing in this tone and this corner of the DC movies, so we're going to like kind of unify that aesthetic. But that's kind of separate from these, yeah. yeah. In a way that like the only way that Marvel gets that is by having now owning Deadpool.
1: Well, also Marvel. Marvel says that they do that because Marvel is like, oh, like Thor Ragnarok. That's the like big epic adventure movie and trippy visual, lots of fun yeah. lights and yeah, and, and Doctor Strange is the sort of like psychedelic movie and it's really not and um, Winter Soldier is the like paranoid seventies thriller thing. And and so Marvel is going for that, but all the Marvel movies, I think somewhat by nature of being interconnected and somewhat by nature of having the same creative team working on every single one of them, um, and somewhat by nature of being produced by Disney. And
0: and th- th- th-
1: there's no... there There is some lip service paid to, oh, we're doing different genres for each one of these, but they all still are kind of the same movie. It's
0: kind of like... In Star Wars, you have the animated aesthetic, Mm -hmm. and, like, Resistance is the only one that kind of differs. Yes. Like, Clone Wars and Rebels do look different, and, like, Clone Wars has this sort of, like, painted miniatures look on all the Mm -hmm. characters, but when you transfer a character between the two, it just works. Yes. Because you can just change a character's design a little bit. To the point where me as my, a person... My, my point being that Marvel doesn't allow that yes difference to occur on any meaningful level because they want Racco- Rocket Raccoon to look the same in Endgame as he does in Guardians. Yes, they and want a s-
1: certain sort of continuity, like, aesthetically.
0: We don't want to think about this character looking different or, like, being framed differently. Mm-hmm. Because we want to be able to mix him with the other Lego minifigs. You're right. Anyway, Pirates of the Caribbean at uh, Dead Man's Chest.
1: 2006 seems like a bad movie. (coughs) Bad year for the top ten films. That's all I'm saying.
0: And you know what else came out in 2006? I thought that was a different movie. Never mind. Uh, Henry Cavill was in two movies in 2006. He looks such a baby. Holy shit. He's not square yet. He's so perfectly square now. He's uh, quite the specimen. Um, Anyway, two thousand six. Some good movies in there, but like nothing that I nothing
1: spectacular, nothing
0: too crazy, right? Like Lord of the Rings is over. Lord of the Rings is over. Star Wars, Star Wars is over. Uh, Harry Potter is is keep is still going, but but in two thousand six, that was when half price half price prints. (laughs) <laughs> Half-Blood Prince came out as a book. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's, like, a Harry Potter movie. I think there's um, 07? Well, and then 2008 is Iron Man.
1: So, yeah, I guess you could kind of... If you were writing the history, I would maybe want to think about it a bit more. But you could definitely write the sort of history that's, like... There's this, like, weird no-man's land between 2005... Five. When did, Well, when did Lord of the Rings end? Oh, 03. 03. So yeah, maybe between 2004 to 2008 of like, ah, we have an idea now of what the next big thing is, but no one's quite hit on the thing, other than Pirates. Like, Pirates is the biggest franchise at this moment.
0: Yeah, like we said, Dead Man's Chest number one movie of 2006. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to 2007. <clears throat> We're going to see, Do you, where do you think... At World's End tracks. Do you think it's on the list? Oh, yeah.
1: Do you think uh, it's not, So, I don't remember anything else that came out in 2007 off the top of my head, but I'm going to say it's at the top of the list. So Pirates like was three. huge. Pirates was huge. Number one. Yeah.
0: Number two is Order of the Phoenix. Number three is Spider-Man 3. Then Trek the Third, Transformers, Ratatouille, I Am Legend, Simpsons movie, National Treasure Book of Secrets 300. The first Transformers film in yeah. 2007. I always thought of... I guess
1: I thought of Transformers as being like just a smidge earlier. Like, because I think of Transformers. I think of Transformers as a pre Avengers thing when actually it was concurrent.
0: Basically, yeah. Like. And then in 2008, Dark Knight number one, Indiana Jones number two, Kung Fu Panda, Hancock, Mamma Mia, Madagascar Escape 2, Africa, Quantum of Solace, Iron Man, Wally. Prince Caspian is on this list. (laughs) Never.
1: In a million years, would I have guessed that Iron Man was beat by Quantum of Solace, Madagascar 2, and Mamma Mi- Mia and Hancock? If you told me it was beat by Kung Fu Panda, Crystal Skull, and Dark Knight, I would have been like, yeah, those were three really big movies. I guess, yeah, because Kung Fu Panda, they had a TV show. And I, oh, okay. I know Mamma Mia is a really big movie, but in my yes. head, Mamma Mia is a really big movie... In home video. Mama After Mia- the fact, yeah. Yeah, like, I think of Mamma Mia as a ongoing cultural phenomenon, not like
0: this was a huge splash in theaters. But it's both, actually. It was both. And then, obviously, like, by 2009, we're in, like, we're in the shit.
1: Yeah, Avatar. We're not,
0: we haven't hit Marvel yet, right? Like, there's not a Marvel but, movie here.
1: But 2009, you have Avatar, you have Half Blood Prince, you have Revenge of the Fallen. So yeah, this is definitely, I think, I th- I would still describe this
0: as the No Man's Land um, between, like... Oh God, the fucking Alice in Wonderland movie in 2010. Th- th-
1: they made an Alice in Wonderland movie that is essentially a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. For That's that?
0: kind of true. Yeah. Did I watch that or did I watch the Snow White one? I watched There both. was a there was that little there was that little time in this in this period where you had like a bunch of like Grimdark fairy tale adaptations.
1: Iron Man Two is number seven on this list. Like this is two thousand ten and Marvel movies are still not
0: but already, the dominant
1: cultural force. But, but
0: already top two movies are Disney.
1: And there are two more Disney movies on this list. Well, one there's one more Disney movie, plus Iron Man Two would <clears> soon <throat> become a Disney movie.
0: Anyway, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead When did when did Disney buy Marvel? Uh, are we going to talk about pirates at some point? Soon. Marvel Entertainment. Um, two thousand
1: nine. Two thousand nine. So literally, like, they the the Marvel Paramount deal is coming to an end in twenty ten. Yeah. something. like, Iron Man two might have been made to finish
0: out that whatever contracts they had, and then like. From then on, it's It's post Iron Man 2, Really, that like, I remember. I remember
1: the 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 poster for Avengers says Marvel's Avengers. I think. Um,
0: so Thor is in 2011, and then like Captain America is what also 2011. They yeah. really like. Boom. Yeah, Avengers in 2012. Like, within three years. Regardless, Pirates of the fucking Caribbean. Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's goddamn chest. I hate this movie. You hate this movie. I don't hate this movie. 22 minutes into the podcast, you hate this movie. So, okay. I will attempt now... In five sentences... No, I can't do that. In five sentences... I can't. You will tell me the plot... I
1: just had my second shot, I'm pretty sure. Did
0: I have my second shot? I don't remember. You've been playing with the shot glass, but I have the rum over here. No, I don't. You have the rum. I have the rum over here. Where's the rum? I'm pretty sure I just had a second shot. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I wasn't paying attention to you because I'm not in charge of you. I'm pretty sure I had a second shot. I can't do a five-sentence summary. Give me a five-sentence summary. For, do it for the podcast. Okay. Christ. I'll, I'll give you an easy hand. Just do one per character. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Sentence one.
1: Christ almighty. Sentence one. Elizabeth and Bill... No. It, William Will. and... Yes. It, Elizabeth and William's wedding is interrupted by a new antagonistic figure from the East India Trading Company, uh, Lord Cutler Beckett. Thank you. Um, um, Their wedding is interrupted by Beckett, uh, who has warrants out for their arrest um, because of their role in helping Jack Sparrow escape. Jack Sparrow is in pursuit of various MacGuffins that will get him out of his deal with Davy Jones, wherein Davy Jones raised the Black Pearl from the depths and made made Jack Sparrow its captain, and in return, after 13 years, Jack agreed to go be part of Davy Jones' crew. Sentence three. That was sentence three. That was sentence two.
0: Well, you took two shots at the first one. You started over.
1: Yeah, that's still sentence one. <laughs> sentence three. Sentence three.
0: The film received Academy Award nominations. <laughs> I mean, it was the highest grossing Disney film until Toy Story 3, which yes. was four years later.
1: Okay, so sentence three. Um, Will and Elizabeth separately... Sentence three. <laughs> Sentence three. Will seeks out Jack, um, and Elizabeth seeks out Will um, after escaping from prison. And um, upon finding Jack, Will ends up on Davy Jones' ship. Sentence four. Um, Will discovers that Davy Jones, who is evil, has a chest with his heart in it. And Will <laughs> wants to get this chest so he can kill Davy Jones and set his dad free, which is at odds with Jack wanting to get Davy Jones' uh, heart to use as a bargaining chip in exchange for his freedom. Sentence fine. Um, Elizabeth uses the compass that Jack had in the first movie to find Davy Jones' heart, where it, whereupon... A big fight occurs between, um, Jack, who wants it as a bargaining chip, Will, who wants to kill Davy Jones, and Mr. Norrington. Side note, remember Mr. Norrington? Um, uh, he wants it so that he can, uh, uh, get his honor back and, be back in the good graces of the crown, and he eventually gets it and gets back to Port Royal and gives him the heart. Meanwhile, Jack dies to the Kraken.
0: Six sentences! Six sentences. That was five sentences. You said period, (laughs) meanwhile, Jack dies to the Kraken. I said semicolon meanwhile. You didn't say semicolon. I said semicolon meanwhile. You did not say that. Roll
1: the tape. (laughs) I did not say it, but it was implied. Implied there was a
0: semicolon meanwhile. (laughs) I'm going to imply that you shut the fuck up. (laughs) So. Pretty good. movie. Pretty bad movie. It's no, it's no Black Pearl. I did not know as a kid, well, a lot of things about this movie, but I was not aware as a kid because I was 13 when this came I would have turned, Dead Men's Just was released on July 7th, 2006. I That's turned, crazy. I turned 13 the day this movie came out. I did, one, I did not know that Norrington was Norrington.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely, if I had not watched the last movie last week, and also was not a, like, full-grown adult, I would not have known that was Norrington.
0: They make no effort to remind you that Norrington is who he is, because he wore the wig in the first movie, and he was shaven, and in this one, he's all bedraggled, and they make no effort to, like, visually represent that that's the same character, and they introduce a new villain who dresses exactly the same yeah. as Norrington in the first movie? I was always confused about this. They never, kid. they never visually introduce him,
1: and also no one says, "Oh, you're Norrington, the guy that screwed us over in the last." movie. They do movie. say that a lot. They, men- they, it is very unclear to me. Like I only <laughs> understood it because I watched the other film last week. I would not have remembered that character otherwise.
0: Absolutely not. Um, because the new villain acts exactly the same. They are doing the same like character.
1: I don't think I had a two shots.
0: Very like terse and um like That's more room than I wanted. Business like East India training company guy. Yeah. I guess I guess mm-hmm. Norrington wasn't in wasn't a company man. He was like a military man, right?
1: Right, so okay there's two things happening thematically with this movie and you brought me into the first one. I was so. gonna
0: say the other thing I didn't know. At 13. Yeah. I didn't recognize the vast gulf in quality between the first and second movies. It is a tangible difference. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, it's in everything. There are things in this movie that are great. Yes. I think there are moments, there are scenes, there are effects, there are characters, there are like lines, there are pieces Mm -hmm. that are awesome. Yes. And they're held together with goo. Yeah. (laughs) You just love your (laughs) goo. You love it
1: so much. It's just... People I, should listen to
0: Ars Arcanum. I didn't realize that this was worse than... I thought it was typical, like, good, better, okay. Like, that's a trilogy arc for most
1: trilogies yes. to me. Yes. So I was 10 when this movie came out, and I loved it every bit as much as I loved Black Pearl. I probably liked this movie more... Because it has a Kraken. Because I probably liked this movie more as a kid because it has a more obvious sequel hook. Yeah, And when I was a kid like beca- because I was the age that I was and this is what movies were I was like I liked when movies had lore and like bigger worlds and like I was not a Lord of the Rings kid but I saw the first one and I knew there were two more that I never saw and so I understood that like ah this is what movies are and like I watched the Spider-Man movies so many times I can't count. You know, like, um, I just really loved this style of movie. And so I probably liked this one more because I was like,
0: this, this, like I said in the last episode, this was my first experience watching a movie in a theater and having like, oh, fuck, like, what's yes. going to happen in the next one? Because yes. there's this conception of the next one. Yes. And not that I knew that there was going to be another movie, but because the movie didn't end the story. Right. And that was, like, unknown to me. Despite, like, even Star Wars doesn't do this. No. Like, at the end of Attack of the Clones, they say, begun the Clone Wars half, but it's like, it's not the same. It's not an immediate thing. I would have seen Empire right around this
1: time for the first time. Um, Empire is a weird movie for me to think about seeing as a kid, because I always knew. Like, There was, like, a viral video a couple years ago of, like, somebody showing their kids the original trilogy. And, like... Nightmare.
0: Nightmare content. to Just put your kids online like that. Yeah. Star Wars.
1: I wouldn't do it. If we had kids, I just would not be putting them online like this. But there was a viral video of, like, kids seeing Empire and not knowing what Star Wars was and getting to the reveal... And it's like, oh, shit. Holy shit. And if you're an adult watching that movie, like, it's obvious in A New Hope. But, like... I don't know. I don't know if it's obvious in A New Hope. I'm probably They
0: definitely foreshadow that his Ooh, dad... that third
1: shot was a mistake.
0: Yeah. Who would have thought? They definitely foreshadow that there's something about his dad that is, like... Unexplained. Yeah. Unexplained, but, like, unsavory in some way. But they yes. don't touch on it again after he leaves Tectomy. Yes. So, um...
1: Regardless. I I would have seen Empire around this time, and I don't even think that Empire No Does what this movie does,
0: which is like come back next year, folks. No, because that still has an ending. It still has a It's a downing like, one. Pan out, look at the site, music swells, everyone's standing still and looking off into the galactic sunset. Cut to credits with the with the ring with the ring slide. Because the
1: next movie still has to start with the, the, the credits crawl and the sort of like, here's what happened between the movies, like, let's get you up to speed on the status quo. Um, whereas Dead Man's Chest ends with, and here's what we're doing next time. Like, you know, keep your butts in those chairs, folks, cause we're coming right back, you
0: know, in 12 months, but you know, like, it's just that, like, <sighs> I'm sure that plenty of movies did this kind of thing, but, like, the franchise model was different mm-hmm. at some point, right? Yes, like, yes, yes, absolutely. Things that did this at the time would be, like... You know, Marvel started doing this immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, teasing stuff for the next movie. Yes. I don't even think The Matrix does this.
1: I would be curious... No, The Matrix doesn't do this. I would be curious how... Much of this movie specifically is an uh, is a um, influence on what Marvel was doing, at least in the early days. I wonder how much of Marvel was like, man, Dead Man's Chest was fucking
0: huge. I mean, it was probably Pirates and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Yeah,
1: but I, 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 I just I would be curious. I would be curious to pick like, I would be curious to like sit down with somebody at Marvel Studios and just be like. So, like, what was the model? Was it Dead Man's Chest? Because I could see how it's Dead Man's Chest, or I could see... This really
0: is, like, the proto-MCU.
1: Yeah. Anyway, thematic points. I I have two thematic points about why I hate this movie. One, it's racist. Okay, yes. Okay. true. So here's what happens in the film. I'm going to just, like, say things that happen in the film... One, there's a whole long sequence. Was it 20 minutes? 20 minutes, 30 minutes maybe, of Jack on this island of cannibals. You might say, Autumn, you didn't talk about that in the summary. Here's why. None of it mattered. None of it mattered. But in the early parts of the film, it- Will finds Jack on this island of quote unquote natives, savages, Cannibals—they they are dark-skinned people who wear lots of makeup and body paint and live "quote unquote" primitively so, and treat Jack as he is, if their deity made flesh. Well, so, and this is a,
0: these are all things to be laughed at. Well, it's the Ewoks. Yes, but it's it is and and it's also one sentence in this like four-paragraph summary of the plot on Wikipedia. <laughs> yes, it is a very lengthy synopsis
1: film. Not one bit of it matters. There's a... They have a name. Uh, the Pelagastos.
0: Pe- Pelagostos. Pelagastos. 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 Uh, so, they, they are a... Uh, it's just... The the Pirates Wiki says they are a tribe of cannibals native to Isla de Pelagostos. Yeah.
1: Isla. Yeah. Hmm? I do, you just... I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I just and asshole in my heart that's all okay so like i'm just going to lay out like things that are happening in the film um beyond this which is that the start of the film is um beckett talking to will and he takes he takes will out onto the balcony to see the shipyard and he says, you know, the, the world is shrinking. There's no space for men like Jack Sparrow anymore. Men men like Jack Sparrow are going to have to adapt to the new world and um, or die. And this is a pretty common trope in Western films, by which I do not mean like... Westerns. No, no, I mean Westerns. Oh. I don't mean mm-hmm. like... Uh, I I don't mean films from the Western world, quote-unquote. I mean Westerns. That the frontier is dying, and civilization is coming to the frontier, and men like Jack Sparrow, who are, you know, these rugged individualist heroes, there, there will be no space for them in this world.
0: This is a racist trope. But it is also... Yeah, but also that is not, that is, that is also like the villain is this, no, this, the, the villain of this movie is, is not civilization. It is the structure, the, not structure, the stricture, mm-hmm. the restriction of society that calls itself civilization yes. as it strips away your individual freedom to go like, on a deck of a ship well so (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like i know what you're saying but also it's like it is clear that it also shows that using this framing of civilization and advancement is also a front for this like nefarious control and like categorization and mm-hmm. like we see in the movie between scenes as his like world map mural gets filled in along the west coast mm-hmm. of north america because in the first scene it's completely blank up there and then in the, the next scene we see that he has like the the western coast outlined on there mm-hmm. and it's like this shrinking of the of the world and this mm-hmm. like imposing borders on it and everything
1: but also Can can I finish what I was saying? Yeah. Um, This is a racist trope. And, like... It is the villains of the movie saying it. You're right. But, like, it is a racist trope that is employed in racist films about, like... Because the sort of conflict that the film sets up is the civilized white man versus the rugged individualist white man who, like, you know... Is the one out here, like on the frontier, and the like? It is a contest between white men for what sorts of attitude should have this land, have this place, have this frontier, and it is a racist thing that appears in countless yes. Western films, and like there's just no way around it. And that's what the movie is doing. That's what, like, what the movie is doing is is framing the sorts of like. Jack Sparrow versus and and I think it's important that the movie shifts from England to the East India Trading Company here. Um Jack Sparrow versus civilizations quote unquote um is the sort of like and the, the west is dying is the the trope that is being traded in and it is like a racist thing that it has racist origins um and there's just no way around that and that's like what the crux of the film like that is like what the movie puts its anchor in at the start you know Mm. um and i think i think here it's like i say it's important to note that like the movie is no longer like ah this nation is bad the nation just exists england just exists in this film is,
0: is assumed yes it is simply the nature of things that england should exist in this way
1: yes and no one can question England. The king. He's the the thing, king. The thing that is villainous in this movie is bad corporation. Bad company do bad thing. And company have too much, like, influence on government. Government just exists. Government is immutable and unchangeable and Neutral. not worth thinking about. Neutral.
0: It is the way it is society. It is it the is, bedrock of all of, the, all of this. It is the
1: East India Trading Company that is bad. And you have to direct your ire all the, the all the bad originates from East India Trading Company. And if it was a good company that would be fine too.
0: Like well you don't see a good, good company. But like I don't even think that it's that concerned about it being a company. Mm -hmm. It's mainly, like, this is where, like, until the third movie. In the third movie, the East India Trading Company has the control of the Kraken and uses it to, like, Mm -hmm. quote, clean up the neighborhood and, like, kill all the pirates, right? Well, and also, I think it's, I think
1: the movie is sort of trading on, like, some audience knowledge. The East India, India Trading Company is a real company that existed in the world that is has a broad cultural understanding, even amongst people who are not, like, in the know, to have been more or less evil. Like, I think people... Like, I think... Before this film comes out, people just kind of understand, like, oh, yeah, the East India Trading Company, they did all those bad things. I mean, I was a child, so I did, sure didn't
2: know. Well, but yeah,
1: I, I was 10, so I didn't know. But, like, I think... I think it was a, like, general cultural understanding of, like, what that company was.
0: Even at the most... Centrist, like quote, like doesn't pay attention to politics. Tries not to have a stance. Person, there is this understanding of like, yeah, I guess making America involved a lot of nasty business. Yes, yes, but it worked Amer- out in the end.
1: America is good, and yes, slavery was bad, and y- like yeah. there is a broad cultural understanding that slavery was bad, and the Trail of Tears was bad, and the. Sort of understanding, like, ah, yes, taking all this land from Native Americans, or, like, the... People understand that, like, Christopher Columbus did bad things, and I think people understood in 2006. Like, ah, all these things were bad, but they are in the past. Yes. And so I think you can put all of this on East India Trading Company, which is, like, a thing that people might culturally be aware of, and is not England. You know? Um... And you can say all of that stuff is bad. Um. So that's like... um. That's like one thing that's happening in this movie. Is you get this conversation mm-hmm. with Will Turner about these things. And then you cut to that... From that to Jack Sparrow is the chief slash god... Of these primitive savages, these, you know, and obviously, like, heavier quotes, like, these are, you know, racist terms that get levied against, like, indigenous people, you know, like, and this is, like, how the movie is portraying it is, like, ah, here is the rugged individualist man. He's just getting up to adventures and having, you know, like. Is this movie, is
0: this trilogy. I don't know what the perception of pirates is before this, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it sure seems like cowboys. Yeah,
1: it's... And I, I think, don't
0: know that that's always been the case. I
1: th- But I think that's what this movie is trading on, is a sort of, like... I don't think there is an established sort of cultural cinematic language for pirates, and so I think they trade on, like, this is kind of a Western film.
0: Well, they, uh, there is, right? Like there the, is the there pirate is. speech comes from a movie. Yes, for example, like, no, no, that no, no. exists, but it's like a very like different tone, a different type of movie.
1: Absolutely, but I think this film, um, in absence of those things, is when going for cultural iconography starts to trade on the western, and that was true in Dead in, in Curse of the Black Pearl, and it is. But like, Curse of the Black Pearl was trading on all types of adventure films from the twentieth century. And this film I think has honed in on the Western in a big there way.
0: There are lots of like draw yeah. moments. Yeah. Um So after that, is there anything else racist that happens in this movie? I think that's Oh there's one. a bunch of racism. What? There's more?
1: I I had a different, like, big thematic point, but It's more about the ending, so, like, yeah, like, whatever else we want to talk about between the beginning and the ending, like, let's do that now, I guess.
0: Well, then they go upriver.
1: God bless her. Whatever actor they got to play Tiedama, like, seems like she's having a good time. Seems like she's having fun. Naomi Harris. Naomi Harris seems like she's having fun. I don't know. It's racist. Everything that's happening here is racist. I I, I don't know. I would I guess I would want to hear how she feels about this role, but to me it is a racist depiction of a racist caricature of like Hm.
0: She was in a lot of a, other stuff that I never I never knew about.
1: I guess, yeah, I would want to hear how she feels about it, but to me this is a sort of racist caricature of like um uh, black women. I...
0: Voodoo. It's, yeah, voodoo. She's called a that, voodoo thank you. That's the
1: word I was looking for, and I was like, I can't find it. I'm just, yeah. Okay, She's
0: described on Wikipedia as a voodoo priestess. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, and it gives thank the exposition
0: you. for the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, she's contrasted with Elizabeth Swan. Yes. Elizabeth Swan is white. And yes. And she's super horny in this movie. Oh my god, all her character is about how she wants to nut! <laughs> <sighs> Tia also wants to nut. Tia also wants to nut, but it's okay. It's so creepy when she wants it because
1: we should we should start with Jack Sparrow as a character is a white character who has dreads. We'll start there. Okay, yeah, I don't have, a, yeah, I I don't have about a, this, but yeah, I don't have a conclusion to draw about this, but I just want to say that like the from the first film. The film is, the series is playing around in a very weird racial space. I'll say. By having Jack Sparrow, a white character, run around with dreads.
0: I'm just gonna check something real quick.
1: There have been a number of black characters and like actors of color who have been in this series at this point. None of them have been given as much screen time as Tia Dalma is given. Remember
0: the black woman on the crew in the first movie? She's gone. She's not in this movie. She's not
1: in this movie. I just... there, is a, there is a... Okay, so on the... You're looking at Keith Richards and I love that for you.
0: <laughs> so I just wanted to, to refresh my memory thinking like, okay, do you think that Jack Sparrow is implied to like, Oh, he's a worldly person, so he, like, takes his style inspirations from all over the world, and he's, like, mingling with all these people, and that's why he's got dreads, or whatever, right? But Keith Richards' character, his dad, also has dreads. Right. For no reason, apparently. Yes. So, I just wanted to know if that was, like, the implication there. Anyway. Even young Jack Sparrow kind of has dreads, a little bit.
1: Anyway, um, so, like, we should just touch on, in the sequence on the Cannibal Island, um, the 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 two, so, Will and Gibbs and a couple of the other, like, pirate crew members you'll recognize from the first movie are in, like, these cages, um, that are, like, suspended in the air, and there is another cage with unnamed, like, various different actors of color, you know? Um, They're given... Some of them are given speaking lines, none of them are given names, and they're all, like, actors of color, and they're sort of, like, competing to get to the Black Pearl first. Mm. And there's a really dark moment where the cage that is suspended in the air with all the actors of color, like, sinks into this, like, gulch, and they all die. And... (laughs) <laughs> and then it immediately cuts to, like, four different white faces reacting in shock. And it's just like, oh, thank God we're white. We're going to survive this movie. <laughs>
2: <sighs> so
1: Tia Dalma is this, like, sort of racist caricature who just exists to deliver exposition and in the next film, will be a significant character, but in this
0: film, you could say that she um, has a big role in the next movie. <laughs> she,
1: she has a sizable role. Yeah, I'll say
0: said, that's what I said. <laughs> I, she has mm, kiss me. Th- Stop. She has three hundred roles in the. <laughs> <laughs> so. If we're done, on T- done with Tia mm-hmm. No, we didn't talk about her horniness. Right, so... She so wants to fuck Jack Sparrow.
1: In one of Elizabeth's first scenes, she is on the other side of these prison bars from Will and making sexual innuendos at him. And like, oh, if these bars weren't separating us, I would have had my way with you already. And, and Kira Knightley's character will continue to be well, one, she's gonna be at sea and just have impeccable makeup throughout this film. Like, she will just have the most perfect makeup. And tan. And tan through this whole film, despite being at sea. Um, and she is this sort of perfect virginal white innocence and it's fun and a, a nice little twist on this character that like, oh, this like white character who represents this like... Waif. This waif. Um...
0: Is so horned.
1: She's so horned up.
0: And she's making innuendos constantly. Yeah, constantly. Like and so the so is the camera. Yes. And then we get to Dalma, who is doing a very different form of this, mm-hmm. which is saying to the camera, I want to fuck. Mm-hmm. I want some dick. Yes. And, and that's, that's gross. That's creepy and unnerving, and everyone's like, oh. oh, oh because yeah. She is black skinned. She has black hair. Um her teeth look weird. Yeah. And like oh she's like Which
1: like if you haven't seen the film, like they literally like put a bunch of black spots on her teeth or something. Like they do like makeup for her teeth.
0: I don't really know what's going on. I don't on know there. what's going on there. But it's like oh isn't she gross and like weird yeah cuz she's horny yes it's it's a very strange i guess not really strange because racism is just like a part of movies but it's just like very clearly con- like contrasted with elizabeth swan's um i guess normal yeah. yes bust. like
1: like all that's happening with tia dalma in the two scenes that she's in meanwhile
0: Now, granted, there's other reasons why Tia Dalma's affection has a sort of uh, baggage
1: to it. There is a canonical lore reason There's a
0: lore reason for why people are a little bit off-put by her and a little bit wary of any intimacy toward her or any closeness with her. But also it's implied implied
1: that Jack Sparrow and her have
0: fucked. That she wanted to. Right. She specifically says... I didn't get that dick last time.
1: Yes, she does say that. She does say that. Um, Meanwhile, Kira Knightley's Keira Knightley's wedding dress is a prominent MacGuffin in a couple scenes of this film. You and keep saying MacGuffin. Because there are like eight. <laughs> there are like eight. We did a scene. Okay. To jump ahead, the big sword fight scene toward the end. There is the key to the chest. Yes, the chest. Yes, the heart that was inside of the chest. Yes, the letters that will pardon Jack Will and Elizabeth.
0: One person, so or
1: yes, Jack Will or Elizabeth. Um, the jar of dirt. (laughs) The jar of dirt, and there was one more. The eyeball. Well, that was that was a secret, and the compass, compass. and then there was a secret seventh eyeball. The the eyeball that that will be a MacGuffin (laughs) in the next film. The,
0: The eyeball from the. From the gay pirate,
1: yes, but so the, so that's six MacGuffins, like six just random stupid objects that matter in this one scene. And if you really are think about over. it,
0: the Black Pearl is one too.
1: Yeah, kind of in the same way that like the Millennium Falcon is arguably one.
0: Man, if they had a prequel where they like put the soul of a woman into into the that would get really dark. (laughs) Oh my god! Um, Um, But that ship was in the underworld for for a reason. Yeah, Mm. yeah.
1: Um. So so um. But 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 anyway, the last little point about Kira Knightley's character and sexuality is that all of this, like, oh, it's so gross that Tia Dalma wants to fuck. Meanwhile. Keira Knightley's like beautiful wedding dress is a prominent MacGuffin, and her discarding um, the the this is like a big shift for her character. And you get at some point a a sort of fade from her wedding dress sinking into the water, sinking into the deep dark of the ocean, and you match cut to or you fade from that to her and her pirate outfit and her at sea looking out to the sea, and she is abandoned...
0: She's she's about to put the moves on Jack in that scene. Yes. Because so she's, she's the- on the stairs, and she's, like, moping. Yes. And she's about to use that to manipulate Jack.
1: And she has abandoned her virginal innocence for this life of adventure. Like, that's what's
0: visually happening. And then, at the end of the movie, uh-huh. we get to the scene where all the guys start fighting... And she like completely loses it. This is like a good character moment and also really annoying for like gender reasons. So there's like the two steps that she takes in this movie from the girl at the beginning of the movie in her wedding dress in the rain waiting for her husband to then abandoning that and becoming this pirate. Mm. And then at the end, she like just sees through all this bullshit and is like, I'm tired of these pirates. I hate, fucking hate being in this movie. Three, three men have proposed to her.
1: Yeah, in the seri- in this series of film, because Jack proposes to her, to her on the deck of just just in a random scene. It's like, what if we got married?
0: I'm a captain of a ship. That means I can perform a marriage.
1: And Will. You know, obviously, yes. was they were to be wed, and Norrington has proposed to her. And the and this moment... All three of them all, whip out their dicks, by which I mean sabers. And are sort of fighting over her, like, a little bit fighting over her, but also actually, for real, more concerned about this, like, heart and this other bullshit, and she's like, I want someone to, like, care about me in any way, and none of them do, because they're all either consumed by revenge... They're all consumed by revenge. They're all three just consumed well, by revenge, this desire for revenge. It's,
0: it's redemption, it's freedom, and it's, uh, what would... Revenge. What would you call Wills? Wills would be like... Will wants revenge. He doesn't want revenge. He wants to free his dad.
1: He has the most noble of goals, but he also just wants to kill Davy Jones to get revenge.
0: Uh, I guess. For his dad. I guess. that I, don't, I wouldn't call that revenge. Because he didn't lose his dad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Regardless. She even like does the fake fainting trick again from the end of the first movie. Yeah. Um, doesn't work. Which is funny. And then she just fucking flips out. She screams about how much she hates pirates and hates all these guys, and that is the step that she takes to become the pirate Hillary. Clinton. God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's what she becomes in the next film. Pirate Hillary Clinton? Yes, that's
2: what she's gonna be in the next film.
0: I'm just right. I don't know what you want from me. There's only one more step she needs to take. Mm -hmm. Which is the mentorship with the pirate captain from Singapore in the third movie. Yes. That is her final ascension to being a pirate. Yes. But this is like, this movie is all about her fully embracing becoming Action Girl. Yes. Anyway. All that to say... What else were we talking about? We talked about Sea so, Um So I have like two things to talk about. And one is the ending
1: and one is like the best part of this movie, which is just any scene that Davy Jones is in.
0: He's so good.
1: They 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 made a sea Dracula. They made a Dracula of the Sea. And I
0: love him. He's menacing. He's in a position of like in uh societal power. Mm-hmm. And riches, mm-hmm. so to speak. He, um, is mourning, uh, uh something in his heart. He's, he's, he's they sad. Have,
1: they have made a really, really good, like, mythological Shakespearean tragic hero
0: figure. Like, we don't even know that part yet. All we know is that he has this lost love. Yeah. He he was so taken by heartache that he turned himself into a monster to escape the pain. And and he
1: one, real quick, it should be noted that like this character is done with a lot of CG that I think really looks good. Even in twenty twenty one, like I think all it, of the CG just looks good. He, in the he, same way that I think Grievous looks good. Golem looks good. Golem looks good.
0: In a way that the Kraken does not necessarily hold The Kraken does not. I feel like they may have maybe put more of the budget into uh, the guy who you're going to look at up close.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Um, and there's some of the the first two or three scenes with Davy Jones are all in the rain at night. And I was like, oh, I think he looks really good. But I think they're putting him in the rain at night to cover up for maybe how bad he looks. And then I was proven wrong because the next scenes are him in the, the daylight. And I think he still looks great. So fuck me, I guess. Um, but they just made a Dracula of the Seas because he's like this. He even plays the pipe organ in this. This is what I was gonna say: is that like the best moment in this whole film is cut to this space that doesn't make any sense. There is somewhere below decks on the Flying Dutchman a grand hall with a pipe organ the size of like a building. (laughs) That he plays with his tentacles and, and there's no, there's no establishing shot where someone walks into that. I don't understand where spatially this is because it doesn't matter because the Flying Dutchman is Dracula's castle. <laughs> oh,
0: well, this thing is, I'll tell you huge. where it is. It's in the, it's probably in the ride, right?
1: Well, yeah. There are a lot of things that I think are just from the ride.
0: It, it was this movie where I realized that Tortuga is probably like that because there's probably a room in the ride where they just have, like, 12 mannequins all goofing about. Yeah. You know? Um. And also, they sell Davy Jones really well in this movie as this, like, mythic, villainous, like, entity mm-hmm. that, um... Is villainous in the sense of, like, he's kind of menacing, and he's, he is beyond the rule of law. Mm-hmm. He's beyond, so, like, society's reach, because he's this, like, he's this phantom in, on the sea, and he's also, like, known. Everyone knows the Flying Dutchman. Everyone knows Davy well, Jones. And this is, I think, a
1: little more clearly established in the next film, but it sort of makes... Going back to my original point, like, it's sort of like the thing that this becomes... It makes the film about like, civilization, the East India Trading Company, quote-unquote, the civilization, is coming to tame this wild man of the seas and like, use him, use this mythic individualist figure... To to their own ends, you know, um, to conquer and tame the world. Um, and that's bad. Um, you have hit on a series of books for uh kids about yeah. Jack Sparrow. Yes.
0: Young Jack Sparrow had a book series, looks to be about four books long. Um But I just, like, I think he's great because I think that, like,
1: they just make him a total queen in this movie, too. Because, because sometimes he's, like, Davy Jones is constantly aware that he is in a film and that he is here to, like, show off a little bit. He's a little operatic. He's very operatic and he's very aware of the camera. And so Jack Sparrow zooms in on him with his telescope and and, and he pulls it down pulls and it he's down standing and, in front of him and Davy Jones is standing in front of him because Davy Jones apparently has the ability to teleport um, yeah
0: because he has he has reign of the ocean yes which is we'll find out in the next movie is not how that's supposed to work necessarily but but Davy Jones teleports in this scene it's sick and in the in the later
1: scene um Will says, I challenge Davy Jones to, like, this dice game. Liar's Dice. Liar's Dice. We we all remember because we all played Red Dead Redemption.
0: Um, No, I didn't. I don't know how Liar's Dice works. I wrote a game that uses Liar's Dice as the mechanics. I don't know how Liar's Dice works. Okay,
1: well, I'm not going to explain it. They played it wrong. Neither does the movie. They they played it wrong at some point, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Bootstrap plays it wrong on purpose to lose. Well, yes. (laughs) Anyway... That's neither here nor there. Um. Um. the fuck was I saying? So, so in this one scene, Davy Jones teleports. In this other scene, Will says, like, just loud enough for the people around him to hear. I challenge Davy Jones, and Davy Jones, who is on a different part of the ship, hears this because he has this perfect perception of everything that's happening on the Dutchman and instead of teleporting <laughs> instead of teleporting down he like step 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 he's a queen he's just like
0: he's playing it up he's a diva he's perfectly like written and performed as this not just paranormal but like mythic entity just he like is, mythic foil to the heroes of the world,
1: he is Tina Turner in Beyond Thunderdome. In this film, you lost me.
0: <laughs> Can we please get Beyond Thunderdome? <laughs> you've, you've just lost me with that one. But uh, Davy Jones, great, not Barbosa. No Barbosa. He is not Barbosa. I, in fairness to him. And
1: now that I think about it, it makes sense because it's probably very expensive to like animate him and have him on screen. He is not given nearly as much screen time as Barbosa was.
2: Yeah. And that's the, a
1: shame. you sort of, we were talking in one of the sword fights. Like, I, I wish people were talking because the, one of the things about Curse of the Black Pearl. It was the
0: sword fight. It was the three way at the
1: end. Yes. One of the things about Curse of the Black Pearl is that it would be like swing, 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 one liner. Swing, swing, swing!
0: Retort. We gotta get you a girl. You know, it's um,
1: uh, what's you mean? fight like a dairy farmer? Swing, swing, swing! How appropriate you fight like a cow.
0: I don't think that's from Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. <laughs> and and Jeffrey
1: Rush is so good at that. And we, we were talking in the last episode about how I felt like the script was really tight, and they're doing all this like like Jeffrey Rush is just like doing all this poetic bullshit. All the time.
0: And he's also sort of... What's the... I don't know the word that I want to use here, but he's like... He's got an affectation to uh-huh. him. Like, he's on stage. Yes. And he's, like, hemming it up a little bit. And he's, like, speaking very specifically with his words.
1: And I think that Bill Nye is doing similar stuff with Davy Jones... But I think because he's an animated character, he does not get half as much screen time as Jeffrey Rush got.
0: Like he just he's just not in this movie as much as Jeffrey Rush they, was. They like screwed themselves out of something here because mm-hmm. Davy Jones is this menacing mythic figure, which means that he can't be in that many scenes. Yes. He can't have that many scenes because if he's in a scene with another character, that means that things have gone really wrong for that character, yes. and he is such a threat that they can't use him very much. To, yes. Like, there's no scene in the trilogy that I remember where um, Davy Jones and like Elizabeth get to like interact, mm-hmm. right? And so they they miss out on on the Jeffrey Rush situation here because he is such a like div, uh, divorced from. From humanity character. Right. And he is such... He's on another tier. He's on another level of, like, person. Yes. And entity. And it's like... He's outside of... Like, what you can just have a, as a yeah. guy... Who gets into multiple sword fights. Yes. So... You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's compare... Seeing... The... Dutchman crew toil in the rain versus the skeleton crew toiling in the rain in the first one. What do you Skeleton
1: Crew is so much better? I really, 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 really like the Dutchman crew. There are a couple really good designs. There's one guy who's only in one shot that I was absolutely enamored with. Yeah. He's like only a gets, coral guy. He's like a coral guy. There are a couple different coral guys, but there's one coral guy who Davy Jones says like Let's give them the triple guns, and this coral yeah. guy gives like one line back, and I just was like totally taken with this guy. Um, there is like another guy whose head get no- gets knocked off at one point, and he's got a face, and then the face turns back into this shell like a conch and, shell almost and emerging from the shell is a big hermit crab yeah. so on one side of this hermit crab was a guy and on the other side was a hermit crab yeah. it's incredible
0: these are really cool and they're really like imaginative designs however they're not skeletons they're not skeletons and also like like we said last time there's just another crew of the damned
1: <laughs> they were just like yeah we really had something with that first crew of the damned i guess we're going to do another crew of the
0: damned Also, there's a one-off line in here where they completely bury the idea that anyone could be a skeleton again. (laughs) Because they say that the island reclaimed Hila de Muerta.
1: Also, Bill Turner doesn't look very good, I don't feel like. They just put a starfish on that guy's face. Yeah. I don't feel like... Because he needs to be more relatable. And so they have to have... They feel like... Because I think that Gollum is like a character that people really latch on to. But they, at Disney in 2006, feel like you have to have a recognizably human face for audiences to identify emotionally. Um, And so in the scenes that Bill Turner has, he's like very clearly like an actor with like some face makeup, whereas everyone else around him is CG. And so they just put a starfish on his face and it looks bad, I think.
0: It could be better, but it's fine. He's, like, extra wet to make up for it. Yes. He's so wet. <laughs> There's constantly new water pouring out of everywhere on the Dutchman. And I don't know where it comes from. There's just water everywhere. Even where there shouldn't be. Um. Do we want to talk about the ending?
1: The ending of this movie sucks. So...
0: So, do you want me to have more port? Do you want me to Do just... you want more port? I've been sipping on it. I've, we're not, we don't have that much left. I mean, I started out with like 750 milliliters, I think. Uh, but I had a glass of it the other day. It's about eight ounces, so... This is
1: way too much to drink.
0: You're going to be in a state tomorrow. Do you work tomorrow? You don't work tomorrow. I get the car. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, I'll drive you to work, so I'll have the car, so I can... I'm not going to do any of that.
0: No, you're gonna sleep. No sleep.
1: Well, I have a podcast at nine, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. I can get regs to push that back to ten if I need. Where do
0: you want to start your discussion of the ending?
1: Okay, the sword fight. I want to talk. I want to talk about Curse of the Black Pearl for a moment. We did that last week,
0: and we spent like an hour on it.
1: We did. So, the thing that is fun and interesting about Jack's character in Curse of the Black Pearl, is that he's the most honest, dishonest man. And sort of what Curse of the Black Pearl and this movie establish is that goodness, righteousness, like, morality, is honesty. You you are in a world of dishonest men. Everybody in this whole setting is very dishonest. And greedy. And greedy. And so, being honest... Um, is goodness in this series of films. That is what Curse of the Black Pearl shows up, sets up. And that is why Jack Sparrow is an interesting character in that film because you're never sure. Is he being honest? Is he being dishonest? Oh, he's telling you the facts in a way that makes you think he's being dishonest, but he's actually being honest. Or, oh, he's double crossing you, but Only because he told you certain facts and omitted other facts, you know. But he's never telling a lie, right? Mm -hmm. In this film, Jack Sparrow is lying and betraying everyone he has ever cared about and- No, no, no. Jack Sparrow is lying or betraying everyone who has ever cared about him constantly. Anyone who says a nice thing about Jack Sparrow in this film gets stabbed in the back. He abandons and lies to every single one of them in turn. He's the worst. He's the dog shit worst person in the whole fucking world, and I hate him.
0: But he does have a jar of dirt.
2: He
1: does have a jar of dirt, does. Also, I feel like Johnny Depp just got a little too full of himself between the movies. I don't
0: think that Johnny Depp wrote the script. I
1: I think everybody <laughs> at Disney got a little too high on their it's own been supply. 3 years. I think everybody at Disney got a little high on their own supply with the Jack Sparrow stuff mm-hmm. and uh they just repeat a bunch of jokes from the
0: first movie. It's weird. It's weird. They do a they do just like redo several of the jokes. It's a victory lap as the second movie. And then the third one is like a second victory lap, but into the abstract Jack Sparrow dimension.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's Jack Sparrow in this movie. And then you have, um, Orlando Bloom's character who seemingly does not have any sort of contiguous motivation from one scene to the next is sort of just kind of going with the flow of everything. And
0: he wants to free his death. But that's not what he wants at first. At first he wants to free... At first he wants to escape being hanged by getting the compass and bringing it to the East India Trading Company. But but what I'm saying is that his
1: motivation changes halfway through the movie. When he meets his dad. When he meets his dad. And I don't feel like they sell you very well his sort of like... Like, I don't think they put much effort into selling it. Well, they
0: introduced the dead man's chest as... Oh, this solves everybody's myriad problems. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that everybody can can like lust after, that will solve whatever problem you've got. Do you? Are you on the run from the East India? From the I guess for, for, in Will's case, it's the crown, right? Mm-hmm. It's the law. Well, get the compass. Get like they want the chest, so give them the chest. You get out. Do you want personal freedom? Use the heart as a hostage for, like, the next 50 years until you die? Easy. I, mean, I, I guess, like, Will is maybe a
1: bad example. Because I don't think that Will... I don't think that Will is really dishonest in this film. But, like...
0: No. He's a he's, I, a don't victim. Think
1: he's I, I think he's just here. I think he's just, like, not interesting in this film. Um, This is
0: not a movie about him.
1: No. And and so then the other character that you get is Kira Knightley, who, um, her big thing in this film is that she spends so much of this film chastising Jack Sparrow about, oh, you're so dishonest. Oh, you're such a bad man. But I know that deep down in your heart, you're going to be a good man in the end. And Elizabeth,
0: um... And it's true. It, that's true. But okay. It's true technically. In the end, after everything else, at the very end of it, at the very core. But he did he for do...
1: He did for a couple minutes, like, get in a rowboat and abandon everyone to die. Just like on
0: Solo. Yeah, but literally, Han... just like on Solo, at the end of A New Hope. And then he comes back and he makes the shot that saves the day. Okay. Here's the difference
1: between A New Hope and Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, tell me. In A New Hope, everyone is like, we're willing to die for this greater cause of ending the
0: Empire, of defeating the Empire. And he's like, no thank you.
1: And he doesn't want any part of it. But he has a heart of gold and he comes back and he makes the shot.
0: They don't have a cause in this movie.
1: (laughs) Everyone in this movie is like, I guess I'm going to die to protect Jack Sparrow.
0: And Jack abandons all of them, and then he does come back, sure. That's not what they're doing. They're they're, I guess I'm going to die fighting the Kraken who is after Jack Sparrow. Yes. But I don't know how many people know that the Kraken is after Jack Sparrow specifically, except Elizabeth.
1: Yes. That is unclear. And and Jack just leaves them all to die. And then he does come back, sure, but like he did leave
0: them all to die.
1: Yeah. Whereas everybody in a new hope was like I'm going to go on this dangerous mission where I'm... Regardless.
0: Regardless. He comes... They they have a conversation. He says, you're going to want to be a scoundrel. Like Mm -hmm. me. You're going to wonder what it's like. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're going to want to be a good man. You're Mm -hmm. going to want to do something good. And like... Feel the reward... For virtue. And you're Mm going to wonder what that's like. And then they both do that. She, like, okay, he comes back and has his valorous moment where he saves the day and burns the Kraken's tentacles so bad that it, like, retreats for a minute. And she has her, like, dishonest moment where she makes out with Jack Sparrow so that she can chain him to the ship and uh make sure that he stays behind. Yes. And it's like, set up, payoff. Boom. Movies. <laughs> They're easy. No. Because, because...
1: What you've done now is that you've made me hate both of these characters because Jack Sparrow spent the whole movie being a total sack of shit. When that was not his character in the first movie, his character in the first movie was not that he was. It was that he was secretly not a sack of shit.
0: But every like he got slapped like six times yeah, for being was, a womanizer. Yes, presumably.
1: No, yes, but but that. The thing about the first movie is like, oh, if you peel back the layers of asshole, um, Jack Sparrow is like a good guy. And then Dead Man's Chest is like, but if you peel
0: back more layers, there's an asshole again. Like Pine. <laughs> <laughs> you got the crust on the top that's an asshole. And then underneath, you get the fluffy, like, good guy. And then at the bottom, there's like a, a third layer that's just like the top layer. <laughs> And he's just the worst, most despicable
1: person. And so, sure, he has this redemptive moment at the end. But the movie before this has been two hours of him being the worst person in the world. And then the movie ends with Keira Knightley, who I already have problems with because, oh, isn't it fun when the, like, virginal white woman is, like, horny all the time. To be Um,
0: fair, Will is also willing to, um, at one point, kill Jack Sparrow for the compass... Yes. To free himself and Elizabeth from death. Yes. And the movie starts with
1: um, Beckett shows up at their wedding and is like, you're familiar with Jack Sparrow. And they're both very protective and they're like, Captain Jack Sparrow. And then he's
0: immediately willing to just... Agree to this scheme to get something precious from Jack Sparrow. And he has to know, like, he's going to have to, like... He's either going it. to have to
1: rob or kill Jack Sparrow. Yes. Like, Will agrees willing, to that.
0: he's willing to do this... To so he can nut. So that he can make a new baby. <laughs> a third William. <laughs> I'm not joking. I think his son is named William. I would be surprised if he wasn't.
1: Anyway... So yeah, the the movie just ends with like all three of these characters are loathsome and despicable, and the setup—literally the setup for the next movie—is everyone is sitting around mourning Jack Sparrow. What a good guy he was. He came and saved us at the end. He's such a good guy. Everyone
0: loves Jack Sparrow. The world's a little darker now.
1: The world's a little darker without Jack Sparrow. Gibbs gives his big poetic speech. About how great Jack Sparrow is Because you, the
0: audience, love funny man Jack Sparrow. But the movie has been about how he's been a piece of shit! (laughs) (laughs) And like... uh... The movie has been about how no one should want to be around this man. But he's not even, like, the only person who's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, because the movie lowers everybody down to his level of shittery. And then, Elizabeth... Will thinks that Elizabeth wants to get Jack back because she loves him. And Elizabeth, not knowing that Will saw her make out with Jack, just wants to get Jack back to ease her own conscience about getting him killed. <laughs> I don't think she loves him. I don't think no, she's, absolutely uh, she's not. not into him.
0: She likes what he represents because she wants to be the first girl boss.
1: Yes. And she feels ga- bad about getting him killed. That's why she wants to save him. Will does not know that,
0: it won't and won't until like halfway through the next movie. I feel like,
1: and so the, the like we're now just setting up. Like, oh, these characters just don't tell each other very basic facts, and so
0: they're going to be tense. But like, also, Norrington is here. <laughs> Norrington, who no one cares about to the extent that the the Flying Dutchman crew just let him run off into the woods with the heart because they think that they have it in the chest. They don't bother killing him or anything. They just let him go because nobody fucking cares about Norrington. Mm -hmm. I love Norrington.
1: Norrington, who no one cares about to the extent that when he is... In the scene where they're digging for the dead man's chest, you and I are like, why is he in the scene? He's not even getting any
0: lines. And the answer is that, like. He's there to dig the hole for them so that Kiara Knightley and Johnny Depp don't have to dig a hole.
1: Yeah, so that they can humiliate this man that they don't like. Also. It was something related to that. It was something. Norrington, Disney's first cuck. Go on. It was something related to that. I
0: don't remember. Do you want to talk about the gay pirates? No, they're not interesting. It's the Bible. You get credit for trying. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna take. You're going to regret your words and deeds next movie when they become pivotal to the plot. <laughs> ah. Everything that was funny in the first movie comes back. Literally every
1: every funny joke gets repeated, and the the thing is that just like. There's not as much funny stuff that comes from this movie. Because this is an epic, and the first one was just an adventure, you know? the, the, The first movie is just filled with so many quotable lines and funny things and, like, memorable moments. And this movie has, I got a jar of dirt. That's it. That's all. That's
0: not all. Oh, please, tell me. I'm trying to find a link to the first movie to check. Uh, if this was written differently. Okay. What do you do? Right there. Oh that's a hyperlink, I couldn't see it. Curse of the Black Pearl screenplay by Ted Elliott, Terry Rossio. Dead Man's Chest, written by SAME People They're just playing... It's the second movie and they're playing
1: the hits. They really are. Do we even want to do questions? I have nothing else.
0: Uh... I don't know. I feel like... uh, Did people not like At World's End? Because it was number one on that list. But when people when you see movies that come after this that take inspiration or take like cues from this it's not pirate movies uh-huh like nobody wanted to make another pirate movie after this on this or like this kind of thing like I, nautical fantasy once again i like just we all moved on to Marvel, I guess. I, I once again have to stress
1: that this movie is like famously a very expensive movie and difficult to make. And everyone was, everyone was miserable every time they were filming a scene on the boats. Making a movie on a boat is just hard. That makes sense. M asks, where has all the rum gone?
0: Literally, that's one of the first jokes in the movie, and it's because Jack Sparrow drank it.
1: Uh, I just replied, and where are all gods... I think I'm very funny.
0: I'm sure you do. Crystal
1: asks three questions. I love Beckett as just a regular company man who is nevertheless a legitimate threat to the gods of the sea. What's another good story about the mundane evil threatening the arcane world? Um, I thought of... I read this partway through the movie, and I thought of something, and I'm trying to recall it now. Um... I mean definitely like Raiders of the Lost Ark is like one of Mm. these.
0: I have a bad example. Okay. Varric. From Legend of Korra. Oh god. Don't ever make me think about that. I had a good No, no, I
1: just had a good example. I can't remember it. It was maybe like a something made me think of something from Batman, but it wasn't like Batman specifically.
0: My brain just jumped to, like, Green Goblin for some reason. Is it, like, Lex Luthor? No. Is it Batman himself? No, it was another film series
1: from this time. They just got connected to Batman in my head. Star Wars.
2: No. Chronicles
1: I mean, of Narnia. I, number two. If you ask me, one of the best parts of a series of blockbuster films is having a a uh, good cliffhanger or credit stinger that creates a sense of possibility for the next movie, which is actually better than the actual next movie. This is, of course, the foundation of the MCU. Barbosa showing up as one of the cliffhangers, one of the great cliffhangers. What are some of your other favorites? I can't, like, understand how big the MCU stuff was for me. As a kid who grew up on the Spider-Man movies, as a kid who grew up on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, where daredevil and wolverine are showing up and like as a kid who grows up with the sort of understanding that there's this big interconnected Marvel universe that i didn't really have a lot of access to because i was aware of it but i was not reading comics because comics were a very hard thing for me to understand just as like a like where do you start reading them you mm-hmm. know sort of thing um and so like the the early MCU stuff really hit me like this barbosa really fucking hit me when i was 10 years old and the early MCU stuff really fucking hit me like
0: early on as a kid um when they have the stone when the Nazis have the stone, or whatever, what's the thing that ties into Winter Soldier? Like they have a staff.
1: Oh. They have Loki's staff, right? They yeah, they get Loki's staff. I um, what was it? I there's some Van Helsing like credits stuff, isn't there? You oh, you were asking earlier in the podcast. What's your like favorite like? One of these that sets up sequels. I meant
0: like just movie in yeah. general that like yeah, 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 a film yeah. franchise, franchise. No, like, but you yeah.
1: know, you asked early in the podcast, like, what sets up a franchise that like that was, doesn't happen or doesn't go anywhere? And the answer is Van Helsing. Fucking great yeah. movie. I mean, it did
0: get a sequel. Did it? We haven't it? seen that sequel. Uh, it is animated. Oh, I don't care. No, sorry. That might be a prequel about Jekyll. Because um, he says, I missed you in London. Dark Universe Pan 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 <laughs>
1: What You Do you remember that trailer for the mummy? The Tom Cruise mummy yes. dark universe movie yes. that got uploaded yes. with the wrong soundtrack yes. and there's the guy shouting
0: Pan 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 Do you remember Dracula Untold? I didn't never I see it. I fucking love that movie. Did never see it.
1: Other good cliffhangers? Um, that didn't happen? No, no, no. Crystal is just asking about cliffhangers. I was, I remembered that you had asked earlier in the episode about stuff that doesn't happen, and I was like, Van Helsing. Is there one in the. (gasps) Neo taking off. Neo doing the Superman is not a cliffhanger necessarily. But Neo doing the Superman shit does to me set up. Oh, whatever's gonna happen in the next Matrix movie is gonna be fucking crazy. Because
0: oh, the real world is also the Matrix. Yes, and that's yes. true. He's just spiritual.
1: I I I genuinely cannot remember if that happens. That happens at the end of Reloaded, right? Okay. Couldn't remember, I know the. I remember the end of Revolutions I couldn't remember what happens at the end of Reloaded So yeah, Reloaded ends with the I mean, Revolutions came out the same year so you knew there was another movie coming Um, and the way that Reloaded ends with the Superman shit,
0: I need to watch I need to shout out Back to the Future I hate those movies I grew up watching those movies and I hate Robert Zemeckis I don't know who that is, but Back to the Future ending on no, 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 we have to go to the future now. It's about your kids, Marty. Where That's we're good. going, we won't need roads. And so they get to 88 miles an hour by flying
1: that the is time good. machine.
0: It's like a perfect escalation of each of the core components of the story. This
1: is maybe the only part
0: of the Back to the Future film trilogy that I like. I love those movies. I saw them as a kid and they are just like Almost perfect. Number me. three.
1: I was really surprised how well the CG in this movie <laughs> held up, especially for Davy Jones. Oh it, yeah. it honestly looks better than the average blockbuster these days. Why is it that CGI has gotten worse? Um, I don't have a great answer, but I would imagine it's something to do with the economics of you can have just an army of underpaid, ununionized... CGI worker, like... Somewhere else. Somewhere else. You can... Doing all that, and you can previs the entire movie, so you just need actors to show up and say lines, and you don't even need them to be, like, that interested in it.
0: They can even do lines later if they want.
1: Like... They're all... the, The... This movie has animated elements that they are trying to fit into um like elements that are quote unquote real. You know? There's a lot of like fake stuff in this movie. But like there's there's a lot of like animated elements that are trying to they're trying to make Davy Jones look good when he's in the same shot as William Turner.
0: I think there are only three guys on set mm-hmm. on the Flying Dutchman. I think Will Turner Bootstrap and Davy Jones are guys, and it feels like the rest are like mocaps. Yeah. Like, there's no amount so, of, like, m- fusion of CG and prosthetics that would get you those characters.
1: Um, sorry, I just saw something on Twitter. You,
0: ah. What's going on?
1: Um,. Go see Firewalk with me on September fourth at Music Box Theater in Chicago and meet Dana Ashbrook and Cheryl Lee. I I genuinely might take off work to do that. Like okay. I genuinely might take like another three day weekend in September to do that.
0: I'm gonna throw a party while you're gone. Um by myself.
1: Anyway, so, so I think that's it, whereas like most Marvel movies are just trying to look like animated films, and don't have to worry about integrating things as seamlessly, because like, they don't care. Um, Crystal has a second email. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have just now watched the film and come with fresh impressions. One, the, little, the Will and Elizabeth stuff is a lot better than I remember. Elizabeth gets really gets to do stuff and feels worthy to be King of the Pirates. Will and his dad are sweet. I so I spent a lot of time like trashing on Keira Knightley in this film. I think she's great. I think she gives a really good performance. I think she's like fun. I think like I wish I wish it's
0: fucking this movie.
1: I wish Orlando <laughs> Bloom. Yeah, she got a really strong jawline in this film,
0: and the not Butch haircut, mm-hmm. but hair, kind of hair in a ponytail, and then the front facing hair Butch haircut.
1: I was kind of disappointed they didn't just give her a Butch haircut.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Um, uh, also, like, as somebody who doesn't give a shit about, like, this type of storyline about, like, family, uh, Will and his dad do work. Yeah. They work. It's fun when he says, do that thing, Mr. Turner, and both of them go to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, point two, they ruin
1: Jack. He's way more selfish and dishonorable. In the last movie, his quips Nick's and eccentricity are ramped way up. This is... The last movie, I was like, I don't know. Crystal and Jackson are being pretty hard on on Jack Sparrow. This movie, no. Jack Sparrow is played by a Jack Sparrow impersonator who <laughs> went back in time we to admit Jack Sparrow. We found We did. F- we found that was originally a Crystal tweet.
0: In response to it, Jackson.
1: Yes. Um And finally, Davy Jones is a really fun villain. I could watch him play piano with his tentacles all day.
0: True. I, he could eat a peach for hours.
1: They... <laughs> They just made a Dracula of the Seas, and I think he's great.
0: Yeah. I don't think Dracula works with a beard, but, um, Davy Jones, he's rocking it. We got an
1: email, and I think I know who this is from, but I, I, I'm not sure. I, Marxism asks. Leninism
0: asks, what's the status on the run? Um. Uh, you can turn around and show me the bottle? It's not gone, it's but not it's not gone. Pretty close to it. Well, what did we start with? This was originally a 750 milliliter bottle. There's, um, Maybe an inch left. Yeah, about an inch of rum. And it's, uh, four inches wide, I'd say. Yeah, three inches wide. How would you learn to say? Three and a half. There you go. We got a little bit of rum left. If you, um, made a rum and coke, you probably wouldn't get two. There's, there's at least two shots in here. You want to test that out? No. <laughs> Uh, Do you want to read our last email? Can you
1: auto-reply to Marxism-Leninism with still working on it? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Our Um, last email comes in from
1: Jackson. When I watch this movie, this is a longer email, and I haven't read it, so I'm going to just read it verbatim. Unless I see something that I want to skip. But I'm going to read it more or less verbatim. Okay,
0: well then do that. If you're going to kill someone, kill them. Don't stand around talking about it. When I watched this movie the first time I was shocked by how much
1: I loved it. Considering <laughs> stop, stop It's a I bloated just, disaster. My I just read the lines wrong. When I watched this movie for the first time, I was just shocked by how much I loved it. Considering it's a bloated disaster where every character is awful, nothing even slightly gets resolved, and it begins with some truly racist bullshit that isn't even very funny. That's the other thing is that There's a lot of physical comedy in that segment. Let's Let's say that I, like... Let's say that I were but a newborn babe watching this and I wasn't aware that racism existed.
0: In this context.
1: In in this context. This is also just not a very fun part of the film. Nothing on the Cannibal Island is fun or
0: interesting. (laughs) What a quote for the amusement park ride. Nothing on Cannibal Island is fun or interesting. (laughs) It is...
1: Like, beyond just, like, if I pretended that it wasn't racist, it's still just not, it's not a good part of the movie. Anyway, Jackson goes on. But I think, ultimately, that's what I really liked about it. Every character is a reckless canon of self-interest. There's, like, ten colliding plots, and none of them happen, none of them would happen if anyone was honest with each other. The final sequence in this movie is just one of my favorite blockbuster action scenes, just a nihilistic comedy disaster when nobody gets what they want, nobody deserves what they get, and it's the most avoidable thing to ever happen.
0: It's a Conan Brothers sequence where the
2: Shriek Climb episode... (laughs) The Shriek
1: Climb episode is like one of the greatest things that's ever happened in media. If people are not familiar with it, um, in an episode of Zeta Gundam, Camille, like, goes undercover as a guy named Street Climb, and he's, like, gets in at the airport, and, like, as soon as he, like, gets off the plane he's on, essentially, someone sees him, like, there's that motherfucker! this <laughs> his cover is blown immediately! <laughs> um... I mean to rewatch to see if it holds up or if I was just overexcited on a first watch expecting a proto-Marvel movie and instead getting this weird consciously empty blockbuster where all these likable heroes from the classically great first movie are at their most cowardly and distrustful, yet it never plays as a meta-subversive film in that obnoxious way. It's a movie that understands that spectacle blockbusters are not machines for empathy and so feels unique among its peers. They barely even try to make you care that Jack dies. Blockbusters aren't uh, about stories. They are a collection of images and moments that get you going. They are, ironically, a theme park ride. Barbosa's back. <laughs> you drunk pop. That's cinema, baby. <laughs> I think Jackson's just on point. Uh, sorry for writing a minute essay. You do not have to read this on air. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you can just tackle the question, which is, do you have any blockbusters you enjoy for being subversive Small S, but not subversive big S. So, like, Enchanted wouldn't count here. You know? Like, the sort of, like, meta-text.
0: What is the difference between Enchanted and Ella Enchanted?
1: Uh, I don't know. I thought those were the same movie. Are they not? I don't think so. Ench- and
0: Enchanted. Enchanted 2007. That's the movie I'm talking about. Ella Enchanted 2004 is a different movie. I guess it's just a normal movie. I guess Enchanted is what I'm thinking of probably.
1: But but Maleficent is one of these um where it's like, "Oh, we're being so subversive and like
0: I don't watch those.
1: Well yeah I just I was just cl- I was just making clear what doesn't count here like what do you think of as a movie that um
0: well keep keep reading the email okay. after the question
1: oh oh you can't look from one screen to the other that quick. Let me just read it let me just read it. Um, another easy example because I know the wording sucks Anakin Skywalker, the hero of ten year olds everywhere murdering a room full of children is absolutely this. Shit like Cabin in the Woods or Iron Man 3 is not. Um. Um. I was just thinking of something, and then you told me to read the rest of the email. I can't remember it now. Um. I was going off the Disney live action stuff. It wasn't one of those. It was like I just springboarded in my mind from there. Enchanted. No, it wasn't enchanted. I know.
0: That's where we were, though.
1: Um. In some ways, I think Temple of Doom is this. I really don't like Temple of Doom. Um, I really don't like Temple of Doom. But I think this is a little bit of like what Jackson's talking about. Because Temple of Doom, on its face, is a little bit, what if we made a Bond movie? In the way that, like, the first movie is kind of a Bond movie, but the second one is like more explicitly, like, what if we made a Bond movie?
0: And it starts with a Bond theme. It starts with a Bond theme.
1: It starts with Harrison Ford in a white suit. Um, or tuxedo.
0: In like a... Uh, not a bar. What's the word? Lounge? Yeah.
1: Anyway. Um, I don't really like Temple of Doom, but I kind of think of it as this. Because I don't think of Temple of Doom as like a movie... Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade are movies about going on an adventure... Temple of Doom is a movie about, like, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg both simultaneously going through divorces and just excising all their, like, shitty fucking demons um on screen. <laughs> like, that's what that movie is about, and it's not about, like, the characters. And also, it just is a movie that is, like, it, Temple of Doom being a movie that is trying to replicate the sort of style of 40 serials, um, goes super ultra mega racist in a way that just makes you realize that every Hollywood movie is super ultra mega racist. It's just more subtle than Temple of Doom is. Temple of Doom is like the most outwardly racist movie ever in a way that just makes you realize that every movie is this.
0: I don't know that I have one of
1: these. Um... Uh, I definitely think making Anakin Skywalker <laughs> not just the men, but the women and the children too. Um, I mean, I think of, I think of this and I think of Revenge of the Sith in a different way, not from like what Jackson's talking about, but because like, it, because Revenge of the Sith, something I said thing, to you.
0: The thing you said recently was in a world. And in a time when everyone's making George Bush movies... Not what I said. George Bush is... Not to... what I said! <laughs> Not what I said! You First of all, you did call George Lucas George Bush. I did call George Lucas George Bush, but what I said was... "I know everyone's making 9-11 movies. Yes.
1: Yes, thank you. Don't mess it up.
0: I'm drinking.
1: I know. I'm
0: just... I'm trying to interrupt you so you don't say it wrong. Okay. Everyone's making... Uh, uh, Luke, can I just say? Okay. Him? Sorry,
1: I just. Uh, I think a Revenge of the Sith is being very funny because in 2005, when everyone else is making 9/11 movies, George Lucas is making a George Bush movie. A Dick Cheney movie. A Dick Cheney movie.
0: He is Bush and Cheney in one character. Yes. Palpatine. Yes. That's all. Yeah. What's subversive mean? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know that I have one of these. Because it's like. I don't. I don't, know. I don't watch that many movies, to be fair. So, I don't know if I have one.
1: Do you have one besides. No, I think Temple of Doom, and I think just what I said about
0: Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Do you have another email? No. Do you have a tweet?
1: I don't want to read... I don't really want to read questions that are tweets. <laughs> Why?
0: I feel that we said in the thing that you can email the podcast... Well Crass writes in to ask, Could Davy Jones have prevented all this mess if he just busted out the sick roundhouse kicks he does in Kingdom Hearts three?
1: I don't remember him doing sick roundhouse kicks. I it's I have
0: clearly my memory is How much of the gameplay did you watch though? None. Well there you go. Davy Jones is in that video game. Uh we also had a question asking, Is this the one with the jar of dirt? It is. Yeah. Rest in peace, Charger. Rick. 2006 to 2006. <laughs> this brings us to the end of the podcast, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter, coffee. I don't want to do more plugs than that. I'm I was kinda... going to
0: ask if you had any closing statements on Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest before we uh, continue to At World's End next week.
1: Hopefully, I got a couple I got like other stuff. I w- would like to do this again next week, but i don't I just
0: don't know how feasible it is. I'm just assuming we will do it on Wednesday unless something else gets in the way, yeah, because that's my day off, so we'll see I get my schedule scheduled tomorrow, yeah so um. Plus Neither Nora on Twitter.
1: Uh, go to the Abnormal Mapping Discord and there's export chat. Uh.
0: Production has started and editing has started for Back to the Ark, the Marble Hornets podcast that patrons will receive exclusively. That will start on August 3rd. How are you feeling? I'm okay. How's that third shot hitting you? I feel more or less sober because I've just been talking the whole time through it. I've just been sipping on the port, not having jack shit to say. Because I said all the stuff I was going to say. Yeah. Would you, uh... Obviously our ranking is Black Pearl at the top, mm-hmm. and then Dead Man's Chest. But like, I'd probably put Matrix Reloaded ahead of this movie. Haven't seen it in 15 years. Not before, really, really part of the conversation either. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say this is, like, a seven?
1: As far as, like, films that are the second in the series...
0: Okay. Part two of a trilogy is a very specific place to to sit in as a movie.
1: Yeah. So, like, like, obviously not as good as Empire Strikes Back.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's
1: true. Is this as good as Attack of the Clones? I don't think so. No, not
0: at all. What? We're both the
1: Attack of the Clones lovers. Yeah. I would watch Attack of the Clones any day of the week over Phantom
0: Menace. Probably, although it is longer. Yeah. I think Phantom Menace is the... No, A New Hope is the shortest. It is a... Depending on your cut. Attack of the
1: Clones is way too long, and also the last, like, 45 minutes to an hour
0: of it are bad. But like, but also the previous two hours are bad. But it's also great, but like, <laughs> but like in a more enjoyable way. I don't know. I think Attack of the
1: Clones is every bit as good as Revenge of the Sith, except for anything that happens on Genosis.
0: I I like the prequels a lot more than most people. My biggest complaint is that the clone troopers are all fake. Yes. The worst part of those movies is that every clone trooper, except for Cody, is CG. Yes. They should have just gotten people. Yes. But yeah,
1: I think Attack of the Clones is a better movie than this. Um, what are some other se- famous second movies?
0: Um, two Towers. I haven't seen it. Yeah. How does this rank against Two Towers? Two Towers is a fucking masterpiece. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, how does this rank against Spider-Man 2? Not as good. Yeah, I guess so. I haven't seen Spider-Man 2, but I believe it. You haven't seen Spider-Man 2? No. What? 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 I saw the two that matter in that trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Spider Man and Spider Man Three. I mean, and I don't I've like this Spider Man. I don't
1: like this movie as much as Spider Man Three. But that's neither here nor there. Um, what are some other? Do You trilogies? like Black
0: Pearl as much as Spider Man Three?
1: No. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, I <laughs> I love Spider Man Three far more than is reasonable. Do you like
0: Revenge of the Sith as much as Spider Man Three? No. Okay.
2: Oh no. Fuck
0: you! <laughs> I hurt that you would ask! <laughs> just
1: asking. No, it's good content. It's good content. I'm glad that you asked for the content, but I was just...
0: Do you have opinions about the Star Trek Modern Trilogy?
1: No, I haven't seen any of them. Oh,
0: weird. Okay.
1: I... Okay, you know what? I saw...
0: An hour of Into Darkness, and I had to turn it off because it was bad. I thought Beyond was very fun. I had a good time with that.
1: So I would say that Dead Man's Chest is definitely better than Star Trek Into Darkness.
0: Also, that's not really a trilogy, because they didn't plan it that way. Better than Into Darkness, if we're just going really broad (laughs) with second movies, not as
1: good as (laughs) Razzlecon...
0: Uh, I would rather watch this than Wrath of Khan, Fuck but that's you. because I don't really care about Wrath of Khan. You're a monster. It's a good movie in the way that like air is good for you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care about Wrath of Khan. I know it's good. You don't, can but I? I don't think about it. Okay, you know? okay. I don't have. I like. Despite being a person who primarily consumed Star Trek for most of my life through movies. Wrath of Khan was never my go-to. Hmm. <laughs> I liked the next generation movies more than the original original series movies. I like First Contact and Well, First Contact because it has the Borg in it, and I, I like the Borg. And then there was I didn't like Insurrection, I always thought that one was boring. There's that other one in between that's not Nemesis. What was the other
1: Wrath of Khan is the only bit of Star Trek that I have consumed other than a small smattering of TOS episodes, including
0: Space Seed. I've seen way more Star Trek than you would ever think, but it's so outside of my interest at this point that I never bring it up. So I, I saw, I saw Wrath of Khan, and I really loved
1: it, so I went and watched Space Seed, and I, I really loved that, so I went and watched the first ten episodes of TOS, and I did really like them. I really liked the parts of T.U.S. that I saw. But it wasn't... I didn't like it so much that I went and watched more of it. And I certainly never got on to The Next Generation. I watched a lot of Next Generation reruns as a kid with my stepdad. I have seen the first three episodes of TNG. It, but it was in, like, a major depressive episode that I had in 2019.
0: I, I couldn't tell you what episodes I saw. Because yeah. I was so young... I wasn't, like, a baby, but, like, I was 8, 10, but, like, I saw a lot of episodes of that and a couple of Deep Space Nine, but I couldn't tell you fucking anything about them, except yeah. that I know all the characters' names, and, like, it just didn't stick with me. It didn't hit me, you know? Like, that just wasn't what I was that into, and so I just, you know, I've never been a Star Trek person. I had a Star Trek Discovery podcast for a whole season. And that first season I thought was really bad, and then I didn't watch anymore. I was, the, the,
1: honest to God, before I met you, the sci-fi franchise that I was probably most into was Doctor Who.
0: I also watched two seasons, I think, of Matt Smith, Doctor Who.
1: I watched, I watched probably seven seasons of Doctor Who.
0: My introduction to Doctor Who was the beginning of the Matt Smith stuff, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I fell off somewhere in the Matt Smith tenure. I couldn't tell you where. And then after the astronaut arc, I just after, whatever that I guess third season was, because yeah. the se- the first season is a Pandorica. yeah, and the second season is like oh, the ask the weird astronaut guy.
1: Well, and there's the there's the girl who's inside the Dalek. I remember her. I, remember I fell
0: th- off somewhere. Somewhere when she was a significant character. The newest episode that I saw of Matt Smith was World War Two. I think it was the first of season three. Where they go to World War Two and possibly save Hitler? That is in the... the that, that that Let's
1: Kill Hitler is in the first season of the Matt Smith run. Mm. Yeah, it is. I remember, I remember that one. Because this was like... It was about, it was all about the astronaut. I, re- I remember, I remember the Let's Kill Hitler episode because I remember it being one of the episodes where it's like, I think I don't like this show as much as I used to. I kept, I kept up with it
0: after that. But. So here we have the first season, which is all the Pandorica stuff. Eleventh hour through the Big Bang. Then we have the next chunk. The Impossible Astronaut, Day of the Moon, Curse of the Black Spot, etc., etc., etc. Let's Kill Hitler is the third chunk, 6.8, it says. That's the last one I saw. Okay. Uh, because I knew it was after all this stuff, which I don't remember any of that
1: shit. Okay, okay. Because this is season six, part one, and season six, part two, so probably when I was watching it on Netflix, it would show all this as, like, one thing. That makes sense.
0: I was watching it as it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Th- And when the Let's Kill Hitler episode came out, that was the last new episode that I watched of that.
1: I had a huge fight with my partner at the time, Scroll Down, because they wanted me to be caught up to watch the 50th anniversary special, um, followed by the Christmas special, and I was not caught up, and they were like, tremendously like actually mad at me for not being caught up to Is be that able to watch of The Day the Doctor. Yeah, to watch The Day of the Doctor. So, it would have been it would have been somewhere in this season 6, season 7 like time frame because I, kn- I know I know I saw all these. Like I know I saw The Wedding of River Song. So, it would have been somewhere around like maybe The Angels Take Manhattan. Maybe I saw The Angels Man Take Manhattan. And I was just done with this.
0: Um, is the, the point about the Doctor's name, is that like a, is that like a L thing? Is his name the Doctor?
1: Yeah, so, I did see this, I did see in the Christmas special, they answer this, uh, so she has to, the girl who's inside the Dalek, I don't remember her name, has to, like, call through time to the Time Lords of, uh, who are in the Time War, and she has to call to them for help. And they want the name of whoever they're coming to help or something. You're about to finish that port. Hmm. hmm um, You have work at 8.30, hon. Yeah. Anyway. I intended to go to
0: bed at midnight, and it's just a little bit after, so.
1: And she says, she says, um, his name's the doctor that's good enough for you, or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Do we have to tag spoilers on this shit? I don't f-
1: oh, do Fuck you. If you care about Doctor Who spoilers, fuck you.
0: Wow. This is why we'll never make it big, huh?
1: Fuck everyone. Click, click that. Click the episode. Click Dave Doctor. This episode. is not. None
0: of these. None of these are, none of these are
1: hyperlinks.
0: <laughs> none of these are hyperlinks. It's just a list. This isn't the wiki. This is Doctor Who Dash Dot U K. Weird. This is just a list of episodes. I just want to know when that Day of the Doctor came out. Oh wait, this one is a hyperlink. It was 2013. Okay. Whatever the 23rd month of the, of the year is. No,
1: it was a, November 23rd. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right.
0: It features the 11th Doctor, the 10th Doctor, and the War Doctor. Oh, your, uh, your
1: birthday present just got in at Barnes & Noble. Oh, sick. I'll go try to pick that up tomorrow.
0: There's... Also, they have quick links to all the Doctors, 1 through 13. I thought you only got 12. They got him some more lives. What? In in the day of the Doctor
1: or the Christmas special right after it, they got him more lives. That's cheating. Yes. It is. They just got him more. Like the the Time Lords of old, like just like breathed life into him or something. The Time Lords of old? I, I'm making shit up, kind of, because I didn't actually watch. <laughs> the, uh, so I remember this. Were you this, not
0: allowed to watch the special because you weren't caught up?
1: Yes. <laughs> so I remember, I remember people sitting around watching this Christmas special, and I was sent out to go get everybody like pizza and and sodas, basically and I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I did come back, and I saw whatever scene I was just talking about where she, like, whispers through, like, a crack in the wall, and like, a TARDIS's show up or something.
0: Is that the crack in the wall that's like a big plot point for the whole season? Yes.
1: Okay. So she, like, talks through this crack in the wall about that, and then she gets him more lives or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... I don't mean to be super dismissive of a thing people like. but I'm really, I do. I'm really glad I'm not a Doctor Who person. It's
1: it's only suffering.
0: Also, every person... Like... I almost got into Doctor Who... For the sake of, like, a crush. And I'm so glad that I didn't. I did. It's bad... Yeah. It's a bad way to be. Um... Do they even
1: still make it? Like, what's going on with the 13th Doctor? Like, What's she up to?
0: I mean... I don't know. When's that last episode aired? 2020. Like, early 2020 was the last time.
1: Weird. Weird.
0: Weird. Nothing new since COVID, I guess. Yeah. According to this website. I don't know. 13th Doctor
1: episodes. Tardis.fandom.com I remember the Doctor Who fan wiki being like an exceptionally bad fan wiki. Oh
0: god. Uh... Filming started in November 2020 for more episodes I guess.
1: Do you think they're going to do a COVID episode? Like, do you think they're going to do an episode about COVID?
0: No. Not for another 40 years. Then they'll have the Doctor travel back in time to, t- to 2020.
1: No, that's dark, because if they go another 40 years, which is, like, possible, there will be a century of Doctor Who.
0: Yeah. You know, we're three years away from Star Wars turning 50. That's one thing.
1: 50 is, like, a thing I can understand, a media franchise lasting a century will probably happen in my lifetime. Probably Now,
0: to be fair, there's a pretty big gap between old Doctor Who and new Doctor Who, right?
1: Yeah. But probably in my lifetime, there will be a media franchise that is puttering along and we will release... Like, Godzilla has a pretty good shot at it. Superman. Superman has a pretty... Superman will do it. Superman
0: will have a 100th anniversary, like, big thing.
1: Yes. So will Batman? Godzilla might do it. Um, Doctor Who could do it. That feels like the longest shot of any of these four.
0: I mean, still puttering along is, like, weird because, like... They could just take a 20-year gap and then come back and be like, Hey, 100 years! Yeah, you
1: know, like I guess that's one thing, but it, it'll be like, Spider-Man will still be going in 2060, I assume, unless the Earth is like... Unless there's no one alive
0: to be reading Spider-Man. <laughs> no one alive to be making it. Yeah. People will make Spider-Man. If People... Spider-Man did not exist, it would be necessary to invent him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, if there is life on Earth in 2063, there will be a Spider-Man century anniversary comic and I'll be reading it on my fucking you know Amazon chip that's implanted in my brain that I read comics on.
0: Doctor Who started in 63 apparently. I thought it was older than that.
1: Weird dark turn that I took the podcast on just now.
0: I'm still having a perfectly fine time. Meow meow. Should we call the podcast, or do you want to talk about some other bullshit? You want to talk about Ella Enchanted?
1: I was reading Dororo today. is pretty fucking good. That guy takes his arm off, and there's a sword in there. You like swords.
0: This guy has a face inside the book.
1: That's stupid.
0: This is a stupid <sighs> movie. This is Anne Hathaway.
1: Yeah, you didn't know that was the I, I
0: didn't remember the name. Fuck you. She's Talia al Ghul. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, did,
1: I deliberately chose a role that she's not very famous for because she's Catwoman. Right? She's not Talia. She's Catwoman. No, also fuck you. Yeah. Princess Diaries, motherfucker. Yes, no, she is much more famous for the Princess Diaries. I just thought it would be funny if what? I was, like, shouting out her role in... Dark Knight Rises, and also I happened to get it wrong.
0: What movie was she Catwoman in? Was that... Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises? Yes. Okay. Wait, she was Catwoman and Al Ghul?
1: No, she
0: was not Al Ghul. I was just wrong the first okay. time. Okay. Um, what year was Princess Diaries? Batman. <laughs> no. The Princess wrong.
1: Diaries was in 2002.
0: 2001, bitch. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Pre-9-11, I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. You can watch it on Disney Plus right now. Is it pre-9-11? Yeah, July. Released in July 2001.
1: That is a very pre-9-11 movie. She
0: is Princess of (sighs) Genovia.
1: I remember being a little kid and trying to find Genovia on a map. (laughs) (laughs) I remember because I was little and my dad got me this globe. And it had a little pen, you could turn it on, you could plug it in, you could turn it on, and it had a little pen, and you could tap it and it would say, Russia, yes, England, Germany. Um, And I remember like staring at Europe, I was like, I know it has to be around here, where the fuck is Genovia? And I asked my dad, and my dad didn't care about any of the stuff that I was watching, like, my dad never watched movies with me or anything, so he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, from the Princess Diaries, and he's like, what are you talking about? You
0: tap it, and it's like,
1: Genosha. <laughs> Krakoa. Wakanda. <laughs> Metropolis.
0: I had one of those. I feel like it also had the 50 states, like, yes. delineated. Yes. Because we would tap it and make it wrap yes virginia virginia yes uh that's rapping yes that's what rapping is by the way (laughs) princess diaries is probably way better than i remember it and i remember oh absolutely
1: absolutely this movie princess diaries absolutely 100 is a movie that holds up like i i feel it in my heart that that's true in the same way that like I Anyone I feel
0: probably doesn't. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly where I was going because I was like, "Well, Legally Blonde isn't this because everybody knows that Legally Blonde is still holds up. Everybody still loves Legally Blonde."
0: Legally Blonde is different from the other one.
1: Legally Blonde too.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other? There's a girl and she has a gun, but she has to be in a beauty pageant. Is that Miss It's Miss Congeniality! <laughs> I, when I think of Lily Blonde, I think of Miss Congeniality instead. Is that also Reese Witherspoon? Who's in that? No, I don't think so. Who's in that? That might be Reese Withouterspoon. spoon. <laughs>
3: To throw up <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> Sandra Bullock I should have known
0: If I laugh i gonna throw up Should we end the podcast? Not expecting that to hit like that. <laughs> oh. Miscongeniality is like the cop movie. <laughs> I so so my thing with Mean Girls is
1: that I did not see Mean Girls when it was like new.
0: Me either. I saw it in like 2013-ish. D- yes,
1: yes. So I knew Mean Girls. When I first saw Mean Girls, it had already been a cur- cultural phenomenon for years at that
0: point. I and- was working at Toys R Us and the two bro guys that I hung out with, that was, like, the one movie that they quoted up. But it was that and, uh, this, uh, oh, god, what was the other movie? It was, a, um, I'm... Blanking on the name of it, it was definitely like not a stoner comedy movie, but it was like Fast like, Times. No, 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 no. It was like is the does maybe the word Rockefeller was in it?
1: Thirty Rock.
0: No. Or something. Fast w- Times at Ridgemont High. No. What? What is the? It was like. Definitely a movie about like drinking. I think. I, I don't know if Rocket. Days too confused. No, no, it was like. It was a place name, for
1: the Rocky Mountain. Nope. Bottle Rocket. No. I haven't seen Bottle Rocket. <laughs> Just Google image searching two thousands comedy movies. I'm
0: not Google imaging. I'm Google searching.
1: Anyway, the, the thing I was gonna say was that I when I first saw um, Mean Girls, it had already been a cultural phenomenon for years at that point, and I already knew all the lines. And I kind of like watched it. And I was like, "This movie kind of sucks ass." Mm-hmm. Like, I just never liked Mean Girls, partially because I think that like Tina Fey is like a fundamentally evil and um un- like person who is like doesn't write her characters with, like, any sort of, like, empathy or, like, understanding or, like, kindness. Um, and then last month watching Clueless, I was like, why did anyone ever like Mean Girls? Clueless is everything this movie wants to be and so much better. Clueless is amazing. Me, myself, and Irene. I'm gonna find it.
0: Freddy Got Fingered. I want to say rock, the phrase rock might have been in the title. I'm just finding a bunch of The Rock or Chris Rocks.
1: School of Rock. No. Camp Rock.
0: Okay, it wasn't rock. It might have been, maybe Green was involved? what it, what the fuck would it have been <laughs> drinking movie the hangover no, it was like a place name it was like fire or rock or <laughs> green or <laughs> <laughs> night at the night at the museum no <laughs> night at the What are (laughs) you Roxbury Night at the Roxbury What is this movie? I've never heard of this A 1998 Sorry I was in the wrong decade Comedy film based on a recurring sketch On television's long-running Saturday Night Live Called The Roxbury Guys This was the other movie that they would quote I've never heard of This is a fake movie (laughs) This is
1: fucking Shazam (laughs) Starring, uh, 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 the whatever the fucking name Shaquille O'Neal. No, the Mandela Effect movie that people talk about. (laughs) No. No. Sinbad. Yeah, the shit. Shaquille
0: O'Neal was in the real Kazam. Yes. This is like,
1: this is Alakazam starring Sinbad to me. It would be,
0: it's not called Alakazam.
1: I don't know what it's fucking called. It's not a real movie that exists. It's just a movie that people made up and then decided it had to be real
0: because they couldn't possibly Fake Sinbad ever... movie. Shazam. Yeah. Speaking of Sinbad movies, did you ever see Sinbad... I think it's Legend of the Seven Seas? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Night of the Roxbury is a fucking wax house baby movie to me. (laughs) You invented a Wikipedia page, and you lured me six hours into this podcast to make up a movie. And i just trusting that I wouldn't read the Wikipedia well enough.
0: Legend of the Seven Seas. Did you ever see that? No. It's a DreamWorks. No.
1: I don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
0: Sinbad. Okay. Sure. It's Jack Sparrow, kind of. But it's 2003, so... Same year. Okay. Brad
1: Pitt. (laughs) You're just saying... You are just free associating. You've had so much to drink, and you're just free associating... I haven't had that much to drink. You are just, like, saying words, and there's no sort of rhyme or reason.
0: Sinbad Legend of the Seven Seas is in the Titan AE, like... (sighs) space what? what did that have anything to do with what we were talking about i'm just telling you what this movie is that i brought up sorry i was expanding your horizons you know what they didn't say in this movie bring me that horizon they didn't say it. they didn't say it this is a dead man's <laughs> chest podcast <laughs> where does the phrase dead man's chest comes come from what? I don't know <laughs> this movie. What? No, isn't Dead Man's Chest like a song?
1: <laughs> I cannot follow you whatever like dark path you've been going down.
0: It's a sea song. Originally from Treasure Island.
1: Oh, someone sings it in the movie. Gibbs sings it oh, in yeah, the movie. That's,
0: you know, that's where the phrase yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum comes from. It's from... The, the song called Dead Man's Chest Miss, you were just like oh I don't even remember this guy's name and now you're like oh Mr. Gibbs got it well yeah cause you had to tell me his name earlier I remembered it after you told me you know who we saw in this movie <laughs> I know what you're gonna say <laughs> you are on such a journey
1: right now
0: <laughs> there's a guy there's you an extra drunk. in this movie <laughs> <laughs> who is the actor who plays Sloane, the, he's the not, butcher?
1: He's not an extra. He, he has too many lines to be an extra. So he's just a guy? He's just an actor. He was in the Aragon film as well. Yes, you're, you're
0: Sloane the butcher from Aragon. You're I drugged. might be a little bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited when I saw Sloane from Aragon in this movie. I paused the movie to you show did, it to you. You did. And then you were like, oh, yeah, I remember. And <laughs> I did my like, impression of it. You,
1: you, I, you were like, oh, it's Sloane. And I was like, oh, right, The Butcher from Aragon. You're like, The Butcher from Aragon. I was like, I recall him. Like, oh, he's in that scene where he's talking about the he's stone. Like, and I was like, I, like, I, I the remember. Melts
0: of the meat.
1: You, you told me all about him, but I was like, I, we've watched this movie like eight times. I
0: remember who stone. We haven't was. watched the movie eight times. We watched Aragon once. We watched it. Twice? We have watched it three times. Did we watch it recently for a Yes, export? we podcasted yeah. about it with Jackson, remember? Yeah, that was great. It was a really good episode. Hey, Jackson, don't take me up on this, but if you want to be on one of these pirate episodes... There's only one more before This Way
1: Lies Madness. Those other two exist. We can watch them. We, but I know that Jackson's busy. I just know that, like, if Jackson wants to be in on a good episode of this podcast...
0: Dead Man Tell of Tales, obviously. The fifth.
1: Yeah, everyone knows. Classic film. Really returned the form. Does that one have Blackbeard or does Stranger Tides? I do Church- Shores. I don't know. It's on Stranger Tides. It's the fourth game. I thought
0: it was Tides, and I thought, then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. You don't go on Tides. What? Yes, you do. (laughs) What? You don't walk on tights. Unless you're Jesus of Nazareth.
1: (laughs) You are drunk.
0: I'm a little bit tipsy, maybe. You've had so much to drink. It hasn't been that much. You have had so much to drink. I love you so much. There's a little bit more left. I'm taking it away. (laughs) I love you. I love you, too. I love you. Thank you for Kiss listening me. to the podcast. Kiss me. Give me a dollar on Patreon so you can listen to my Marble Hornets podcast. Mm. Thank you. You're export, drunk. Expert audio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so? What are you gonna do about it? Where's the fucking, where's Audacity?
1: I just want to see what the timestamp is. I don't I'm really get, care. What,
0: I want to know what you want, I want to guess what it is. I'm gonna say 210. 210. That's also what I was gonna say. Two twenty-four. <laughs> Oof. Oof! I was also thinking two ten. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. That is officially longer than the movie we ostensibly talk about. No, no, this
1: is a really long movie. This movie is two forty.
0: No, Hamilton was two forty. No, this movie is two forty.
1: No, this movie is one hundred and thirty minutes, so it's two thirty. It's two. It's two hours and thirty minutes. So we need to wrap it up now, or it will be long. Or we need to keep going for another, like, 15. But you're drunk. I have it open. 150 minutes. I remembered seeing it earlier in this podcast.
0: 150 minutes. Two hours, 30
1: minutes. So the gay pirates get too much to do in this movie. Because there's, like, great. I love there's that like a album. there's like a cutaway to them being like oh the kraken oh no it's the kraken and I'm like shut the fuck Have fun this fuck movie you. is too long I don't want these guys arguing just fucking get to the fucking island Jesus
0: this movie's too long are they from the ride? Uh,
1: Johnny Depp recalls Disney bosses confused by Jack.
0: Pharaoh. Don't, didn't you go all my characters are gay? What? Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean. I guy. Crook. His name is Crook. Oh, the actor's name is Mackenzie Crook. I'm going to scroll down and see if there's any the behind Pirates, the scenes.
1: The Pirates fan wiki looks really ugly. It, it might does. be good, but it, I, it looks really ugly. Uh, we don't know enough about this wiki to pass judgment on it. Uh, How am I more sober?
0: I don't think you are.
1: I am, I. I was not... For the entirety of this podcast, there was a time where I was just fucking out of it. But mm. I feel like I could walk in a straight line right now.
0: You, I just took the lead of the podcast. That's all that changed. No,
1: you got... It fucking hit you at some <laughs> point. You're about to finish that bottle, aren't you?
0: Yeah, ways not, want not. I was, just checking. <laughs> I was just checking to see if this guy was in the ride.
1: So one of the things that I love most about you is just like my wife. Um okay is like the way you're very funny in like this way that you can just like make connections between things that like other people don't make like and I just think it like lends it like your sense of humor is just like partially based on like you just connect things in your head that's
0: because I grew up on fucking nostalgia critic
1: right and except and it, that I'm funny, yeah, you're funny it's a big difference um and you, when the alcohol, I could tell the alcohol had hit you because sometimes, like once a day, there's a moment where you make a connection in your head and I'm like, I don't, what is the path you took to get from point A to point B here? I can't understand it. Um, but when the alcohol hit you just now, you went from like point A to point Z. You no. were like, you went from Wrath of Khan
0: to Titan AE. Those are 40 minutes apart in the podcast. I know. I couldn't think of, like, you, you just, like, Sinbad to Titan AE because they're, like, the same era of, like, animated adventure movies. Yeah,
1: I don't know. No. You were just, you were just in a place at one point where I just could not follow you. I was describing and I was... the
0: appeal of Sinbad Legend of the <laughs> Seven Seas, a movie that I rather like. <laughs> and, I just... and it has some really good animation and it was well worth a revisit. I, I love, love you so much. I love you too. I was just checking the wiki page on the Pirates Wiki for the attraction to see how much stuff is just, like, stolen from the ride. Dead men tell no tales. Parentheses, term. (laughs) Dead men tell no tales was a common pirate phrase, meaning once someone is dead, they can no longer communicate. Hence, killing someone is the best way to keep him-slash-her quiet. A standard pirate excuse for leaving no survivors. You know about Armando Salazar? No. (laughs) Look
2: at this guy.
0: (laughs) He's a terrifying pirate hunter. That's from the fifth movie, I think. (laughs) Would you like to end the podcast? Would you like... To me, to free you from this prison. This is like this is like White Lotus. Remember on White Lotus Lotus when we used to do this? Is what I was thinking like forty five minutes ago, and I was like, let's see how I decided to myself. How long can I make autumn like stretch this out? How far past the plugs can we go? (laughs) Because yeah, I just there was a thing we used
1: to do where we used to do the plugs, and that was like the halfway mark. Um, Yeah, it was nice to just do that again. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to keep doing it like I don't want to come back and do it again next week but like it was a nice little I
0: don't I'm not even going to think about it. We're going to yeah. do whatever happens. Yeah,
1: exactly. We'll just the podcast will be what the podcast is. Yeah. Aldas Podcaster Podcaster Var. What? There okay, in the last in the last episode of our Date Stairwells that we recorded there is this poem that gets repeated throughout, um, the movie that starts with Alstas Kind, Kindvar, um, when the child was a child. Um, and in the episode description, I changed it to Alstas Podcaster, Podcastervar. Um, and I, I don't, know. <laughs>
0: Deine Deutsch ist schlecht <laughs> I understood
1: that. Did you? I, I understood Deutsch and I gathered what schlecht meant.
0: What do you think it means? Your German is shit. <laughs> Basically, but it's it's not a I don't think it's a cuss. Schlecht means like bad. Yeah, it just means bad. Poor. Poor if you will. I speak impeccable German. Ask me anything. Count to 13. Ein, zwei, drei. You already (laughs) fucked up. Did I? Yeah. What? Ein, zwei, drei. Zwei and drei are spelled the... the, That that vowel sound is spelled the same. And (laughs) it might shock you to hear that they are pronounced the same as well. (laughs) 1, 2, 3, I 3, 4, <laughs> 5, <laughs> 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I can count to any number you want yeah. in Spanish. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So twenty. There you go. I went extra. Podcast is over. Podcast is over. I just counted to twenty in German. <laughs> That's when you know it's podcast. Race without her spoon. <laughs> I really didn't expect that to hit you so hard.
2: You really fucking got me. Race without her spoon. <laughs>
0: Um. see you next week folks keep it flameo
3: hotman do what you want cause a pirate is free you are a pirate you're hard being a pirate is alright do what you want cause a pirate is free you are a pirate you are a pirate We got us a map to lead us to a hidden box that's all locked up with locks. And buried deep away, we'll dig up the box. We know it's full of precious booty. First, open the locks, and then we'll say hooray! You want us a pirate, let's You are a pirate, R.Y.R.A. Hoy and a bass Stinky, de-driven, de-dinky, de-fast In the black pack at the end of the mast, you are Away. At winter waits on every shore We set sail and explore And run and jump all day We float on our boat Until it's time to drop the anchor Then hang up our coats Until we sail again! Woo! Yeah!
2: Heh, <laughs>